0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. We have another awesome conversation for you. Before I get to the guests, a few housekeeping things. One, I want to say thank you all for tuning in. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you are a repeat listener, you know what the deal is. I'm sitting down with interesting folks trying to gain some perspective, so I appreciate you joining along on this journey if you are new welcome i'm stoked to have you all here and i hope to have you back for the next conversation one thing i do have to ask everybody if you are getting value out of the show just do me a favor just bring us a friend bring us one friend that helps us grow and i can't do without you so thank you all for doing that if you are here because somebody did recommend the show that's fucking awesome this is how this stuff happens so thank you um real quick big thank you to our sponsors strange donuts if you're in the st louis area you gotta check them out who doesn't love donuts hands down one of my favorite guilty pleasures it doesn't matter where i'm at in fact whenever i travel i make a point to go find a new and awesome donut in whatever city that i'm in so when you're in st louis if you're visiting here if you are living here it doesn't matter. You have to check these guys out. Go to Strange Donuts. They have four locations. They're in Crevecore, Maplewood, Kirkwood, and across the river in Edwardsville, Illinois. They always have a fire menu every, every month. And every weekend, there's always some sort of special donuts. So you can never go wrong. When you do, check them out. Let them know that we sent you. You don't get anything for free for doing it, but it does let them know that you're listening and that we sent you in. So go check them out today. Strange Donuts. We're also brought to you by Imposed Will. Imposed Will is my company. I truly believe that we can all create our own reality and build whatever life that we want to build. And as I like to say, you can impose your will on life. So come check us out. Go to imposedwill.com. We have a full line of apparel. We're dropping our I Will Roll line. We got rash guards. We got a whole bunch of other things on the way. You can also support the show by going to imposedwill.com as well. We, hold, uh, we are hosting all of the show uh, goods and apparel there as well. So if you want one of these awesome, af- uh, awesome coffee mugs that we have, you can get that there. If you want a shirt or a hoodie or anything like that, go to imposedwill.com and check us out today. All right, let's get to our guests. I'm sitting down with Cody Kellison. Cody is a black belt in both judo and jujitsu. He's a full time competitor and coach. Used to be a DJ actually, which was super surprising to me. Uh, I really love Cody. He's just an awesome dude. I've trained with him a handful of times uh, up at Pedigo's, and uh, he's just always a good energy to be around i just really enjoy talking to cody anytime i see him at a tournament always have to say hi to that guy he's just such an awesome dude so this was a fun conversation without any further rambling from me let's gain some perspective with cody kellison So that's what I'm trying to get better at, Cody. I feel it, dude. Dude, you were in the radio. You did radio.
1: Yeah. So like I, I DJed, for like a really popular strip club where I'm at, and we had our own block of radio show.
0: Oh shit. So every week I would go
1: do the radio show. That's cool. Yeah. It was wild. Whoa. How (laughs) long was that? Uh, I DJed from literally the day I graduated high school, so 18, Uh and then uh till I was 27, 28. Oh shit. Yeah. It's like 10 years. Yeah. It was. It was wild. How are you right now? Uh, 33. 33. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah, I knew we were close in age. So. Yeah. Yeah, whoa, that wasn't that long ago. Then. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. bro. It. The, the,
1: the ghost of the DJ still haunts me sometimes. How's that? Uh, You know, people just, like, you know, want to party with me, or, mm. you know, I always get people asking me to DJ around town and things like that. I'm so like, you were a partier. I was. It was real bad. <laughs> Dude, that's a scene. It, it is not a good scene. <laughs> <laughs> I have a
0: friend um, he, uh, he's just, is a lifetime entertainer. Yeah. And I found him on the podcast before he goes by 420 and he does for the longest time he was doing DJing and strip clubs and shit. Yeah. And he was like, he said it was a really good gig. Like he get paid pretty decent just to play some, some basic acts mix like playlists. At, yeah. At so club.
1: I was making, so like I'm from like a pretty poor, uh, poor family, you know, like my mom like made sure we didn't like go without or anything like that, but like. I didn't have a lot of money myself, like, coming up. So, like, I didn't have no allowance money, nothing mm-hmm. like that. Like, everything I wanted to have, like, it was only on Christmas. And it was, like, one thing. You know, things like that. I grew up a lot of trailer parks and stuff. So, when I turned 18, I got this job. Like, my first, like, big payday was, like, 200 bucks in a night. And then at the time, I was like, holy shit, I just made 200 bucks. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. So, I just started. And that's right after the MMA gym I trained at closed. So, like, all I was doing was doing judo and DJing all the time. Mm. And so, like, that money goes quick when you're 18 <laughs> like, oh, you're, you're you, it. yeah that's 100 percent. and then like a couple years after that i got a job in alabama because like the company i worked for made like a big club and i was making like a thousand bucks a night that's legit and i did that for like a year straight i never took a day off and i'll tell you how much when i moved back to missouri i had zero dollars saved up (laughs) it was terrible what did you spend everything everything well you had a hell of a time then yeah you can't give a 19 20 year old that much money with zero supervision yeah (laughs) like i had like the nicest apartment with nothing in it i had for whatever reason i had that apartment (laughs) i had like i just bought a brand new car just taking my friends out blowing money constantly like i'll pay for everything don't worry about it what kind of car was it it was a honda civic Okay, we tricked it out. No. Just, it was just nice. It was I new. Did, I, yeah, so like I saw it at a car lot and I knew <laughs> that money <laughs> yeah, I, saw, I saw it at a car lot and I was like it was like a used it was a used one. I went to the car and I was like, Hey, how much is this? he was like, four thousand. I was like <laughs> 4, Well
0: you're smart but, enough to buy cash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's a good move. A lot of people would have done that. You could maybe got a loan or a lease or some shit.
1: I had a, this dude that was my boss was a. Uh, like, he was, like, really skeptical of banks, so he was, like, always telling me, like, hey, don't put your money, like, because all I got was cash. I didn't have a paycheck. He's like, don't put your money in the bank. Like, they'll tax it. So I just had, like, this cash everywhere. Dude. <laughs> this is a smart man. That's a smart man. And that's in Alabama? Yeah, that's in Alabama. Huntsville, like, Alabama.
0: Wow. Huntsville. Where's Huntsville out in Alabama? Is that, there, is that near the coast?
1: No, it's very north. It's very north? Yeah, very north. Right uh-huh. before you get to weird Alabama.
0: Oh, okay, so it's like the normal part of Alabama, yeah. Yeah, it's
1: like where, like, where the NASA Center is and things like that. Oh, really? Yeah,
0: like, that's interesting. So, you had a whole bunch of astronauts in there trying to get some ass. Yeah, it
1: was like astronauts, and then they have like a big fort there. So, astronauts and like army people, army people just yeah. going ham, getting titties in the face, bro. That was it. Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think most people that are in NASA I wouldn't say, would say most people, but I know there are a lot of like ex military that. Transition yeah. into NASA. So that makes sense why they're both in the same spot. Yeah, yeah. But that breeds like a or that draws a certain type of person for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> smart, sometimes aggressive dudes. Damn, bro. Damn, yeah. That's wild. That was man. crazy. That was nineteen twenty two, so like I got eight more years of DJing after that too. It's just wild stuff. Damn.
0: That's is it a good or bad thing to get that much money when you're young? I mean, obviously you blew it. Yeah. But it kind of it puts money in a perspective for you.
1: Yeah. So, like, now that I'm older and I look back at that, and I'm like, damn, you know, I should have done all this differently. But now I know. Now yeah. I know better. And, like, if I had somebody there to tell me that, then it would have been a good thing. But yeah. I didn't. So it turned into a bad thing. So I think it's kind of like up in the air, 50 50. Yeah. So, like, it could have been good. It could have been really bad. It ended up being bad. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? Most people
0: spend that on, like, college. Yeah. And just end up with debt. Yeah. And don't, exactly. and don't even have anything really to show for it. Yeah, so... I mean, you have a degree, but if it doesn't help you get a job or...
1: Yeah, which is up in the air right now, if that which even Which is for happens. most people, really. Yeah. I mean, Depend so really... Depend on what degree you go into, you don't really have a job when you get out, so...
0: <sighs> even if you think you got, like, a, a semi-decent degree, let's just say you got... And I have this degree, so a, a business administration degree. Yeah. Very fucking generic. And sure, maybe you get some, some general business ideas, which is cool, but that doesn't really give you a foundation to be like, hey, hire me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's the that's the problem with like when people go straight to college and then you immediately go looking for a job. Like, oh, do you have any world experience? You're like, no, nah, I've been in fucking college this fucking whole time. They're like, what? oh, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like
0: I can't hire you. You don't have 10 years of experience in the last four years of yeah. your life. <laughs> yeah, man. You went and
1: learned everything, but you know, Yeah. fuck that.
0: <laughs> but you did it. You made money. Yeah. You got some experience. You blew it all.
1: Blew it all, 100%. Well, at least you're not in the hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, I went to college for a little bit, too, but, like, it was all scholarship-based and, like, grant-based, um, so I don't have to owe any money back to that, so that's a plus, too. But, yeah, the the making that much money, which, in retrospect, like, it wasn't a lot of money. Like, it was not like I was making, like, a million dollars a year or anything like that. It was probably upwards of, like, 100000 And so like, but to a 19-year-old kid, that's a lot of fucking money.
0: Dude, six figures is decent for like an yeah. adult adult. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so when you give 19-year-old Cody a bunch of money and all he's doing is partying all the time, it's just. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the only thing I had over was that car, which I don't have anymore, and some Ray-Bans that my buddy lost women. It <laughs> was like the only thing I had left over from all that. That's, That's so that, funny. That was it.
0: <laughs> but does that, give you, does that make it easier, you think, to pursue what you do now?
1: I think so because um, I am not in a money-making field. So, you know what I mean? It's (laughs) just
0: like, you know, money comes and goes. Yeah. Like you realize you've had the experience of what a lot of money can give you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, I can have a really good life without also having a lot of money. Yeah. It just kind of puts it in the perspective for you to where it's not on this pedestal where it's like, oh, I need to have this money have this happiness it's like fuck i actually had the money and i wasn't really all that happy afterwards this makes me a whole lot happier
1: yeah i think that uh a lot of that has to do with my the way i was brought up too because like not having a lot of money when we were coming up like Mm. i knew how to like i knew i didn't need it you know what i mean so when i had it it kind of i blew it because it was like a you know something extra to me and so now like i have you know teaching i have good months i have bad months you know what i mean but i am a lot happier i don't need all that extra money to you know do the things I want to do. Also, I got a pretty good support system that makes sure that like, like my girlfriend is, she's the money maker. So she, she takes care of me and that stuff. So like, if I'm hurting that month, she was like, here, here's some fucking money for some food or, you know, things you got to do. And then I got people around town that sponsor me and things like that. So that helps out. But again, like I've never been driven to chase money. Like a lot of people are. And I think that, you know, hurts me in some aspect, but I think it helps me a lot more. If that makes sense. Pluses and minuses, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't need a, I don't like, I like awesome cars, uh, but I don't need one all the time to drive. I don't need like a bunch of designer clothes. I don't need fancy food. I do like fancy food, but like, I don't need it all the time. Yeah. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty like a nuts and bolts kind of guy when it comes to how I live every day. So I don't need like that money I was making back then. Yeah. <laughs> Just the basics. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh man, yeah. Life's probably a whole lot different now, right? I mean, you're teaching full
1: time. Yeah, way different.
0: I mean, you you teach the kids' class right down yeah. down as in in, in, I, say, I say CMO. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you're in Cape, right? Down yeah. in Cape, right? Cape Girardo, Jackson, Gracie area. Mido, you you mm-hmm. teach the kids' class. Yes, there.
1: I teach the four to six year olds every day, <laughs> and then oh. I teach our like our competition class, and I teach a couple of the adult classes too. Yeah, you got a lot of patience. Yeah, well, like I just talk sternly to the kids. I'm like, hey, don't do that. Yeah, and they kind of look at me weird, I'm like go runner or something. <laughs> like,
0: I helped with the kids' class for probably four years when my kids are in it. Yeah, and uh, some kids just have a better sense of their body and how to use it. Yeah, and some kids just have no idea. Yeah, well, it's same like you see that with adults. Yeah, too. Yeah, adults right?
1: like you get some athletes in there, and then you know they'll, they get everything first try. Then you get some dude that's not an athlete, and he kind of like stumbles through it. And the kids are the same.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except sometimes with certain things, like the kids just aren't physically big enough to do them yeah you know what i mean say like, hey yeah. grab this lapel or like say like, i can't they can't like get a good grip on yeah. the lapel or whatever. they always
1: do like the i call it like the toilet paper grip they grab things that... like they're grabbing toilet paper <laughs> and i'm like hey man you gotta like actually grab that, thing. <laughs> that shit <laughs> i think one thing that helps me um this is gonna sound terrible but a guy told me that trained he trained my dog he's like you gotta get the dog tired that way like it will sit and learn and I was like, I'm going to apply that to these four-year-olds. So I make them run for like five minutes, and I just wear them out the very first part of class. And they mm-hmm. sit there, and they pay attention. And I'm like, okay, this works. Like, it sounds terrible. But like, yeah, I train them like I train a dog, <laughs> but but it works. <laughs> I mean, the, the principles
0: apply. Yeah.
1: So you just get them real tired. Yeah, I get them like huffing and puffing. And, you know, we do like the warm-up, and then we do like the little like line drills, like down the line drills. And then I make them spar. And then by that, the class has been going on for like 20 minutes, and they've been doing like a 20-minute warm-up. And I'm like, all right, cool. Now the next 30 minutes, we can spend looking at technique and getting you guys real in technique without you guys having crazy amounts of energy to like want to run around all the time. So you'll have them spar and roll before you teach them technique. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's a good move. Wear them out, yeah. That's a real good move. Yeah. (laughs) Because then, then, honestly, that's what they want to do anyway. Yeah. Right? I mean, most kids, they're in their horse playing, grabbing ass. Yeah. Jumping around. So you give them that opportunity to get all the energy out mm-hmm. and then you actually teach them something. Yeah. You're smart. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was,
1: I wish I could take credit for it, but that's all like, like watching Brian run kids class do the same thing. So yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. This makes sense. Brian's a good mentor. Yeah, he is. Dude, he is. I
0: was, uh, the first time I, I, this is the, my first memory of Brian. I was, uh, I was reffing at a Fuji Yeah, and I think it was, it was, it was a kid's thing. I, I made a bad call. I, um, I fucking I gave somebody two points for a sweep, but it was I think they were in Mount. It was like an oompa, so it wasn't. An oh, they sweep. rolled over from the Mount. Yeah. yeah, and so it was the other kid against your guys' kid. Yeah, and uh, but your guys' kid won anyway. It was like pretty handily. Yeah, I think that kid only had those two points that I fucked up <laughs> on. And then Brian was like, "Hey, man, just just so you know, it's like that wasn't that wasn't a sweep. Like, like you had to retain guard before there can be like a sweep or some shit like that." And I just kind of looked at him like, "Yeah, I didn't know who he was." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> <laughs> just like how kind of like he's like no no like he's like I'm not trying to be a dick like I'm just telling you he's like he goes I go I'm one of the owners of the tournament mm-hmm. he goes I just wanted you to know so that way you don't do that in the future and I go oh okay like I appreciate it because yeah. the thing is man refing's fucking hard it is and I hate refing I don't do it anymore I won't do it anymore either because <laughs> so many people will just come up and just start talking shit yeah they don't even for no reason I had this one chick. I'll get off my soapbox in just a second. Probably the same tournament, or maybe a different tournament. I had this one chick coach who came up to me was like, um, her person just lost because their student got mounted, and the person basically sat and mount that whole time. Yeah.
1: And she's like, hey, you
0: know, that was stalling out. Like, you should have called that. I'm like, "Uh, no, that was a very dominant position, and he can work there. And uh, no, that wasn't stalling. So (laughs) she's like, well, you know, I'm I'm also a ref, and and know, that that was. I just brushed her off like I do everybody else. Yeah. And then maybe two matches later, three matches later, her student won the exact same way. <laughs> it didn't say shit. Yeah, of I course just, not. I just look, I'm like, okay, exactly. But, dude, refing's fucking hard. When
1: I first moved back from Florida and I started doing jiu-jitsu full-time, I was making, like, scratch money, dude. Like, it was, like, not nothing livable at all. So me and Brian would go to the, and ref these tournaments all the time. And I fucking hated it all the time, dude. I got guys like, "Where's the side control points?" And I'm like, "You know, you don't get points for side control, bro." <laughs> like, and like I'd have like, like legit world champions arguing with me about yeah. rules, and I'm like, "You know the rules, man. You, you know them. <laughs> yeah. You just want your guy to get points, but <laughs> they'll use their position to to try to trick you. Yes. Up. Yeah. And I'm like, or I'll like, I'll like, like you know, refing kids. Like you'll stop the arm bar when the arm is straight. I'm like, oh my kid didn't tap. I'm like, yeah, because he's a dummy. That's why I'm here, so he doesn't get his arm broke. Mm-hmm. I was like, you'd rather your student gets his arm broke than me step in and stop a match. Bro, yeah. it was over. Come on, dude, it's just a it's, local it's, tournament. It's no is that that Who serious. Cares? It's kids, man. Who cares? Or like, they'll be like, like people like that coach kids really aggressively. I would stop and be like, dude, you can't tell this other kid they suck. They're four years old. <laughs> like. like Oh, that kid's that kid's got nothing for you. They suck. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I'll stop. Like, dude, calm down. It's not that serious. Yeah, these are kids. They're gonna go home and watch cartoons after this and not remember this. But if you scream obscenities at them, they're gonna remember that forever and they're not gonna do jujitsu anymore. It's bad. I was at a wrestling tournament this year. All the Wrestling parents are the worst. Dude. Wrestling
0: parents are the worst, which is one of the reasons it took me a while to put my kid into wrestling. I got like I put my kids in jujitsu first. I'm like, oh, we can get into grappling. It's a little bit more relaxed, laid back. And then we'll do wrestling. And uh and honestly, this one wasn't super terrible compared to what I've seen in the past. Yeah. But uh this this kid got pinned by this other kid and the coach was like, Good job, you just got pinned by a chump. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they're they haven't even shook hands yet or raised the kid and like you had to shake this other kid's hand, you just called him like a chump couldn't yeah, like, like, even him.
1: didn't even whisper it to him, just yelled it out on the mat. Just yelled
0: it immediately. <laughs> He's like, yep, go shake his hand. You just got pinned by a chump. I'm just like, all right, guy. Like, seriously?
1: (laughs) What was I say about the kid that just got pinned? Exactly. You got to coach this kid now.
0: Come on, now. Like, why are we yelling this right now to to the kids right there? Let's not be that big of a dick. But it could
1: could be worse. Yeah, Jordan Burroughs had a a good post about that, like – it got viral not that long ago. I don't know when he actually posted it, but it said something about, like, no college recruiters are watching your seven-year-old wrestle. Who cares? Yeah. And I was like, that's a fair point, dude. It's a great point. Yeah, you can put that across all sports for kids. Just let them have fun. That's why they're there. They think it's fun. And when you start doing things like that or forcing – I see it a lot in jiu-jitsu where parents force their kids to compete. Mm-hmm. They don't want to. They want there to hang out with their friends. And they learn some cool chokes, whatever. But when they force the kids to compete, they start hating jiu-jitsu, and it pushes them away. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing, man? I'm like, that's that's not the way to do things mm-hmm. so I think like Jordan saying Jordan Burroughs saying something like that like really opened a lot of people's eyes like hey they're kids yeah. let them go out there Like want to have social hour let them have social hour who cares
0: for real I mean you get a lot of benefit just being in the space yes you know what I mean it's not yeah. about being a world champion at that age it's not
1: it's not and it doesn't have to be either like you know what I mean like I have a lot of kids that do compete and they do very well and I also have a lot of kids that didn't they don't They're like yellow belts and like, you know, like they got good jujitsu, but like you wouldn't know that at the gym because they're just there to see their friends, hang out with their friends, goof around a little bit, which is fine. That's all it needs to be for a kid. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Even an adult, same thing with adults. I have this conversation all the time with people. It's like, when you try to make jujitsu something that it's not or anything for that matter that you don't want it to be, it's just going to ruin the experience for you. It's true. Yeah. So just let it, let it be what you want it to be. And don't let anybody like try to force you into something else because That's just, that's not you. That's not, you know, they're not living your experience. You're not living theirs. It doesn't have to be the same thing for everybody. So if you apply that to kids, you can apply that to adults and everybody just get along a lot better, I think.
0: (laughs) No more drama in the community? Yeah,
1: well, I doubt that. That'd be, that'd be nice though.
0: Wouldn't it? That'd be great. Oh shit, that'd be really nice. Yeah. But
1: my associate is better than yours.
0: So. <laughs> I'm pretty lucky that we never have peace. <laughs> I
1: think Brian's like the only person in jujitsu jitsu that everybody likes. Brian's a great guy. Yeah. Everybody loves Brian. And like I told him that one day. He's like, no, not everybody likes me. I'm like, who doesn't? I don't know. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: we're all the bad guy in someone's story. Yeah, that's but, true. But fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Shit, bro.
1: I know a lot of people don't like me, but like, I'm like, well. I'm under Brian, so everybody likes Brian, so it evens out. It I works can, out. I can be the bad guy for Brian. That works. Did you start under Brian? Yeah. Um. So I started jujitsu when I was 23, 24. I was already, I had just gotten my, or I was right before I got my black belt in judo. And Brian moved down to Cape to open a gym, and I just walked in first day.
0: It worked out for you.
1: Yeah. ended up working out pretty good.
0: Because you're a judo guy before that. Yep. Did you wrestle in high school?
1: No, I did not. I tried to. They wouldn't let me. Really? Yeah. So I told my, uh, like I'd been doing really good in judo like coming up and my uh the wrestling coach was my PE teacher and he's like hey man I want you to go out for wrestling you know I've seen your judo matches and stuff I'm like all right cool so I went like the first day and I had to leave early cuz judo started at 5:30 and wrestling practice went to 6 and I was like hey I got to go and he was like he's like what do you mean you got to go I was like I got I got judo practice man I'm like right now uh it's two times a week I got to leave early he's like you can't leave early and I'm like well, mm. dude I had, one of these is not going to work, so I just told him I was like, "If I can't leave her, I'm not going to wrestle. I'm just going to keep doing judo." Hmm. Which, good idea, bad idea. I could have not done judo the <laughs> the other day, I guess, but it worked it worked out for me in the long run.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could have been worse.
1: Yeah, it could have been worse. One had to give, and you chose wrestling, or you chose judo yeah. over wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, which you know, like my judo coach had a big impact on my life, so I feel like I made the right choice. Yeah. I still wish that. Coach would have let me wrestle because I could have used it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I get both sides of that, and in, in, in the sense of, all right, if you're leaving early, you're still doing something, yeah. which is going to help with wrestling. Yeah, maybe. I don't know how much it transfers over. To be honest with you,
1: there's a lot of a lot of stuff that does, um, especially like the style I do. I do a lot of foot sweeps and like body. Body grabs and things like that. So I don't. I didn't really do a lot of like crazy big throws with the gi because mm-hmm. I wasn't an explosive kid. So I had to like do more tricky stuff. um So that still carries over for me. I do like foot sweeps and things like that. But all the other stuff, like the, I think just mat time helps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially at a young age.
0: And also, if I'm a head wrestling coach of a high school team, I'm like, no, you need to be here always. Yeah. Like, you're on the like, team. A, you got to all the
1: team stuff uh, like i got his i got his point like you probably know like the last 30 minutes of a wrestling practice is probably the hardest very hard so if i'm missing that you're missing a very I'm missing that part. like there's one a lot time of like team building during that time yeah. too yeah so i get I get his standpoint of it you know i just you know i didn't want to quit judo so, yeah i didn't want to do made. so only only class i would have been able to make would be like the sunday night class and so i just didn't want to miss that so. yeah
0: you're just all in the judo
1: yeah yeah so you know Worked out in the long run, but you know, I got I got where he coming from too. Yeah, you know, can't can't look like you're showing favoritism, especially to like a freshman in high school. Like, yeah, like why does the freshman get to leave early and we all got to stay here and die for the last thirty minutes?
0: Yeah, I respect it. Yeah. I respect it. Well, you do a shit ton of wrestling now. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs>
1: I was I was a a lot like a big like oh, I don't need to wrestle type guy um, for a long time, my, really? like my purple brown belt years, and then COVID happened. And the only place I could train was Mount Vernon with PSF guys. And so this was right after the show, like the first season of that show finished filming. So I was going up there because, like, everybody lived there. So, like, I knew, like, hey, you guys are going to be at the gym because you fucking live there. Mm -hmm. So I'd walk in. They are all doing no-gi all the time. So I had to wrestle. You know, I had to learn how to wrestle pretty fast.
0: They do a lot of wrestling there. Yes. Yeah.
1: And then once I started getting good at it, or better at it, I'm still not that good at it, but I started getting better. I was like, oh, this helps all the time. This mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. <laughs> I should have been doing this way before then.
0: Yeah, dude. Wrestling changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it did to me, too, for real. Like, now, like, um, I don't feel like I get blown off the match by any wrestler that comes in. Like, we had his kid come in from, he had like a full ride to Ohio State wrestling. And he just, like, he did like wrestle for like a year there and decided he wanted to choose his PhD. So he moved back home. But he came in, he's like 20 years old, still wrestles. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the gi. I kinda of fucked him up a little bit. I'm sure you did. And I was like, Oh dude, Ben, he's like, I can't wrestle with you at all. And I was like, Oh, you know, I wrestle with some really good dudes, you know, things like that. And I was like, But if like a straight wrestling match you're gonna kill me But I was like, But now I can use the wrestling I've learned from my jujitsu and mm-hmm. keep points from being scored on me, things like that. Yeah. So it really helps. I don't feel like I'm getting blown out of the room anymore except for like Pixley or something.
0: He's exceptional. Though. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Or Andrew, picks Andrew, and then you fucking hulked my ass up one day, and I was like, that it's... was terrible. <laughs> Dude, I think one th-
0: you caught me in a fucking guillotine one time. I should, I didn't tap quick enough, and it fucked up my neck for like a week. Well, I'm sorry,
1: man. No, didn't it's didn't not your it.
0: fault. It's it's a it's a lesson for me to always tap with a guillotine. It's never fucking worth it. Yeah. It's such a pussy ass joint, your neck. <laughs> yeah. When someone catches that shit. Like, okay, yeah, I can probably fight through it, but if you strain all those muscles, they're such small muscles. Oh, yeah, it's dude, so sucks. easy to strain. Anytime I ever have a serious neck issue, it's because I just, it's like, why did I not tap sooner? It's yeah. stupid shit. But it's hard to wrestle
1: I think there the, on those mats. I think the week before that, you got double unders on me and chucked me up on your shoulder and just took me down. I was like, man, I feel like a baby now. I might have. <laughs> I might have. I was up there a lot that, yeah. last summer. Yeah, yeah, you just like chucked me up in the air and like caught me and put me down. I was like fuck I was like, hell right. yeah dude that's funny that's funny dude
0: i feel like i'm a decent wrestler oh no, um, you're very good that's like the like wrestling legitimately changed my life yeah. i was a, just a football player i've always been an athlete but like uh my friend went out for wrestling he talked me to go out with him and then uh hindsight being 2020 i kind of wish i just would have quit football and only did yeah. wrestling <laughs> uh, but it was like the thing i just took to so yeah it, um whenever i think of of movement. I kinda think of movement as like a language in itself. Yeah. And kind of whatever sport that you learned first or kind of resonates the most with you, people tend to um, like like they tend to to relate whatever they learn to that. So so I mean most things have call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. Pick a movement, it has like five different names. But for me, if I learn something, I usually resonate it back to wrestling first. So it's just kinda how my mind just always operates. It's like my first like movement language. If that makes sense. That makes
1: a lot of sense. It's just the way you probably got all into wrestling when you first started. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you made those, like, big, like, mental leaps with a lot of the wrestling stuff. And now it's just easy to go back to. It makes sense.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah I'm just all in on it. So, But wrestling up there with those guys is so different in that you have no grip. Zero. It changes It changes the way you wrestle. It's you, yeah. not real wrestling in the sense of where you'd be able to be super explosive or cut angles the same or take really good shots. Andrew's really good because he moves so well on that wet surface
1: yeah. better than anybody. Yeah. And, well, even like Pixley will tell you, like, he's like, I don't shoot after like 30 minutes of you practice can't. going on. It's
0: all trips and shit. Yeah. yeah. And you can get some shots if you're able to really commit, but snap downs are great. Yeah. It, it, I think what it does do is it teaches you to keep your center of gravity. Yeah. Amazingly. Your footwork has to be on point. You have to have really good footwork. Smaller tripped. steps. Yeah, you don't you don't overextend, which is really good. Um one of the things that always sticks out is when you work with Tad, he has such an amazing <sighs> fucking like front snap down. Like he'll snap the shit out
1: of you, it, dude. He is the most frustrating person to wrestle with for me. It's one of my favorite people. Because I've like he. I wish he was bigger because yeah, he's so he, good. He he doesn't like outright fuck me up like Andrew or Pixley does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But his footwork is so fast and his hand fighting is so good that he just immediately puts you like into like, I get, I get kind of confused at what he's doing. And mm-hmm. I get like, I kind of start backing up a little bit. And then that's where he starts taking advantage of it. And yeah. it's just, he's so quick with everything. Mm-hmm. And like, he just gets me second guessing myself. And it's, I'm like, Fuck dude, just go out there and fucking try to take him down and then like we I get out there and it's just my whole game plan goes out the window because he's just got me on skates immediately. Yeah, he's such a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah, he's super good. Yeah, so many good
0: wrestling like wrestlers up there. But uh it, it definitely improves. It like improves your skill yes. to be on that that uneasy surface. Yeah. On the surface it looks like you're gonna blow out a fucking knee, which you could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dangerous spot to be yeah. in but it makes your wrestling really fucking good if you if you can adjust to that slippery surface
1: my uh my judo coach had a very good foot sweep and so I kind of inhabited that or uh, inherited that a little bit yeah and so like you can tell when i get really tired i'll go out there and just start foot sweeping, start sweeping people <laughs> <Yeah>, cuz <'cause laughs> i don't like, want to <laughs> mix it up anymore cuz it's so slippery like if you catch it like even 30 percent right they're gonna go Dude, you know just what I mean so I just go out there like and I'll foot sweep people real fast and I'll just go sit back down because I'm super tired that's so funny <laughs> that's
0: so funny so were you like a little judo player like because did you get bigger
1: yeah so I went through a growth spurt when I was like 18 like okay. I was probably like when I back when I was fighting MMA when I was like a senior in high school I fought 155 and I walked around at like 160 yeah so and when
0: you're a kid you're a little guy yeah you know, I was
1: like five seven five eight as a senior and then when I graduated, um, I kind of went through this growth spurt where I like I got the height I am now and like walk around like 180. Mm. And so when I was competing at like 18 years old, I went from like the little weight class, then to like the big weight class. Yeah. And I didn't want to cut weight anymore, so I just started fighting like big dudes. Yeah. And that never they, it went all right for me for a little bit, but then as I like belted up and got like higher up and I was fighting like national team members, it went terribly. <laughs> to me. It went so bad. And then. Like, I started partying a lot more, and I got fat, mm-hmm. and so I started doing jiu-jitsu as a fat guy, <laughs> and, like, that never worked out for me either. It wasn't great. It was, fat guys are strong. Yes, they are. And when, you're not, <laughs> and when you're
0: not, like, traditionally a fat guy who's been fat, like, their whole life, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, and, like, I was... Is that what uh, you ran into? <laughs> yeah, so, I um,
1: can't remember his name, but I fought him twice. He was my, my second tournament. My first tournament ever was uh, the World Championships as at jiu-jitsu i went i just as a white belt went out and did the worlds and i fought it like under 208 and like i remember i got camorred by the first guy because like i took him down and mm-hmm. i was giving him problems in his guard and then he realized he could just move my arm up and so he grabbed it and then camorred me yeah and then um that's funny my second tournament was the cozen state championships back when they called it cozen and i beat a guy in the first match my finals match was, was chris heatherly <laughs> <Have that go. laughs> it didn't go well for you. He fucking <laughs> fucked me up And armbarred me uh. And I was like Oh this dude's huge And then As a blue belt I had another uh, The state championship again Like a couple years later And my finals match again Was Chris Heatherly And he just fucked me up again
0: He's such a phenomenal it, wrestler Yeah
1: And uh, I think uh, I think it was JW He's like Man you need to get your life together And like <laughs> You can go down to like Middleweight or something He's like You can't be fucking with these Huge wrestler dudes And I'm yeah. like nah, it'll be alright And then It wasn't until, like, when I got my life together that I fucking started, like, competing at the weight class I belong in. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Chris Heatherly gave me some ass whoopings in my early days. That's when Mm -hmm. he was fighting still. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was, like, fresh off the UFC uh, when he fought Ben Saunders. One of them, mm. can't remember which one, but Brian was like, "Yeah, I guy just fought in UFC like last week," and I yeah. was like, "Oh, okay." Still, yeah.
0: Like, I tried to fight Chris. <laughs> I did. It's because, um well, obviously, because he was in my weight. We were at once so we were both at one seventy. Yeah. And he had a big name, and I kept trying to fight him. And then he three shot to me. He's like, "Hey, man, like, <laughs> he's like, he's training here, and like, we're not trying to like do that." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I was like, but I want that fucking fight. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He. uh <sighs> We did this the first time we fought. I was like the under two twenty weight class or something like that. Because I remember mm. Chad Morrison was in it too, and he's also another big fuck. And like I was like, dude, why am I fighting these huge guys? I'm just out of shape. These dudes are actually just big. <laughs> yeah, but he's like a really good athlete. Yeah, he like Chris yeah. is. Yeah, he's super
0: good. That's the that's the issue with heavyweights. You don't know what you're gonna run into. You could run into a heavyweight who's just super athletic and strong and can move, or you can run into like, a sloppy yeah. heavyweight.
1: Yeah, and, like, they never look that way either. Like, even, like, a guy that's, like, tall and jacked in a heavyweight, he could still be a bad athlete. Yeah. He's just strong. He's just strong. Or and you big. get, like, a Daniel Cormier type guy. We're like, it's oh, bro, I'm going to kill this dude, and then he's just the best athlete in the room. You just don't even know it. Yeah, but, yeah. And it's terrifying. Yeah. I hate heavyweight. But you're a middleweight now, though, right? Yeah, middleweight now. Middleweight <laughs> now. I might go – I might make the permanent switch to middle heavy. I haven't decided yet just because, like – I didn't start lift until two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, like, I did fight at lightweight. My adult purple career, I fought lightweight. What weight is that?
0: Because that's different for for all folks listening. We're talking jujitsu. Yeah. So, like, the weight classes are way different. Yeah, so
1: 167 mm-hmm. in the gi. Okay. Yeah, so I'd have to be, like, 163, 164-ish. What's
0: heavyweight? Like, 205? Heavyweight. 208? Yeah,
1: two, under two, 208. 208, yeah. 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 That's where I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, my last year, I did world's at lightweight and it was a horrible cut for me and yeah. i thought i ended up losing the same on the guy and i was like man i'm just gonna go to middle i was like fuck cutting weight and so my first year at masters purple belt i fought middle and i just got fucking squeezed on by a guy like i fucking like went to pull landed in half guard and he just held me there i could not move so you didn't feel like you were strong enough i wasn't strong enough and i was still a little little paper guy and then so we have this guy his name's matt jones he's my strength coach now but he just started jiu-jitsu and he was like man let me get you in the gym you know he helped me my jiu-jitsu i'll help your weightlifting and then i started like getting bigger getting bigger getting bigger to where i was walking around at like 75 i didn't have to cut weight from middleweight and then i got to like 187 and then i did the brown belt pans and i just ragdolled everybody i was like oh this is way better mm. <laughs> this is fucking this is the shit <laughs> <laughs> i was like this is cool as hell and uh, I won pans, and then I did really good. I got second at Master Worlds, and same thing. I just felt like just way stronger than everybody. And I was like, oh, okay, weightlifting does make a difference. Mm-hmm. And then that guy just won Worlds at Blue Belt, and same thing. Like he would just, you know, like oh, I'm gonna take you down. I'm gonna pass your half guard and mount. You're not gonna move. And so that
0: guy I, being your yeah, my strength coach. Your strength coach. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So he won Worlds at Blue, and just you know went out like I think he did under 220 and he's a fucking giant dude he's like a former strong man fucking like the first time I ever lifted with him he put like he got we were doing deadlifts and he put 45s until he couldn't put any more 45s on the bar like maxed them out and just repped them like 10 times fuck. and I was like what the fuck is going on dude <laughs> and so he comes out at worlds this year just does like like, trip takedowns to everybody, lands in their half car, passes them out. And, like, that, no one could stop him, And uh, so it worked out for both of us that way. But, yeah, I think uh, – but now that I'm still lifting like that, now I'm walking around at, like, 95. Mm-hmm. And getting a middleweight's coming. Not a chore, but it's, like, uh, kind of sucks a little bit.
0: Yeah, because you're about my size because I'm, like, 205. Yeah. So you're close to my size. Yeah, so
1: I walk around, like – at like 95, 94.
0: So why not do, do medium heavy?
1: That's that's what I'm saying. I think I might make the permanent switch to medium heavy. Because I did it at uh, Miami. What,
0: what is medium heavy?
1: Uh, under 94.
0: Under 94. Yeah. yeah. And you you took third in Miami. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I went to Miami I, in the semifinals. I lost to a really good dude. Uh, he's a world champion. Mm-hmm. But I felt really good with him. We had a close match. And I was like, eh, I might make the permanent switch. And like, <laughs> yeah, just not have to worry about cutting that. What is essentially 20 pounds. Is the cut even worth it? It's not bad for me because like I eat pretty bad when I'm not getting ready for stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'll eat like a bunch of snacks. Like that's my problem is I snack a lot. Yeah. Like my meals are all good. Like I still eat chicken and like vegetables and stuff like that when I eat my meals. But like during the day, I'm like stopping at the gas station, getting snacks, yep. eating a lot of chips, eating a lot of candy. So when I get my shit together and I do all my cardio like I'm supposed to, it doesn't end up being that hard. I might have to cut like a pound or two the day of, mm, but it's just not... like
0: dieting down. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's not bad, mm. but
0: maintaining that healthy
1: yeah and eating can be tough yeah that's tough. I, what i need to do is just you know pretend like it's my job and do it anyways because <laughs> it is but but i didn't feel bad at 94 against like probably the second best dude at 94 in the world so it was all right so i might make the switch permanently. we'll see though
0: that's legit dude
1: i might i might do pans at middle i haven't signed up for pans yet i need to yeah i should probably do that today but i haven't signed up for pans yet and i'm gonna do it normally i do all the big ones at middle so we'll see
0: is this your second full year competing at Black?
1: Yeah. Yeah, last year was the first one. Yeah. Last year
0: was horrible. It was a re- learning
1: experience. Yeah, last year was terrible. I got, now, now you're on uh, podiums, though, bro. Yeah, I got, I got my, my cheeks clapped real good <laughs> all year long. Like, I won, like, a Fuji. like a, They had, like, a money bracket for Fuji. I won that. But everything else I lost. <laughs> yeah. Dang. It wasn't great. But, I mean. You know, it's
0: I, a jumping competition, though. It's just a learning yeah. curve.
1: Yeah. And, uh, but here's the thing, though. Like, every match I had for IBJJF except maybe Nogi Pans my first match was against like either the reigning or the year before was world champion so I was just like going up against nothing but the top dudes Mm -hmm. constantly yeah and I was like oh okay well there's where the best is I already felt the best it wasn't like I was getting beat by like middle of the road dudes I was getting beat by like the best guys the whole time
0: yeah 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 put, like, in pretty tough spots in the brackets. Yeah, yeah. Bracketing was, matters.
1: It does. It does. That's why I tell people, I was like, man, if you're going to go out and do Worlds, like, that first round buy matters. Big time. Because you're doing, like, five matches that day, or if you're an adult, you're doing more.
0: Yeah, man, sometimes when, if you've had a match or two and you go against somebody who had a buy, I mean, dude, that can make all the fucking <laughs> difference. <laughs> right. Dude. dude, at this past Nogi Worlds, I had, my third match was for, uh, it was, uh, it was the semis. Yeah, and that dude didn't have any matches up until then, <laughs> and he was my third.
1: I had that. I had that. At, I had that at uh, Master Worlds at Brown. My semifinal guy I hadn't had a match all day long. I'm uh, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it's just these are the breaks. Yeah, man. He he was
1: adamant that it didn't help him at all. But I was like, dude, I had two barn burners before this. This sucked. <laughs> yeah. Like, Pretty tired right now. Yeah, like. he like I triangled him pretty quick and uh we were talking after the match. He's like, Yeah, you know, like I shouldn't have warmed up as much. I don't think it helped me that much. I was like, Bro, I'm telling you right now, if I didn't triangle you when I did, I would have melted and that'd have been it. <laughs> that would have been over for me, dude. I had I had my first match was a really hard match and my second match was not as hard but like still kinda they went in, like four and a half minutes, five minutes. And yeah. I finally got the finish. But I was like, dude, I'm wore out <laughs> like I was out here, I saw the bracket, and I was like, this is this dude's first fucking match. I was like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's a shitty situation to be in, but it happens all the time. It does, all the time. Par for the course with IBJJF.
1: Yeah. The fuckery. (laughs) Speaking of the fuckery, so the dude I fought in the semifinals in Miami was an hour late, and then I knew the mat coordinator, and they were like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to DQ him after 20 minutes. I was like, all right, cool. 20 minutes goes by, he goes to DQ him, and the head riff comes over and tells him not to. I was like, all right, he must be here. So he comes, and he, I see him. He checks his weight on the test scale. is obviously overweight just by his facial expression. Throws his sweats back on, goes out and runs some more. Comes back like 15 minutes later, checks it again. is still overweight. You can tell by his face. Comes over <laughs> and gets his gi check, jumps on the official scale, and he's over again. And the weighing guy's like, oh, you're over. I got to DQ you. And he won't get off the scale. Calls the head ref over. Head ref's like, no, we got to calibrate the scale. <laughs> and i'm just laughing at this point point. and like the dude so my coach in florida is this dude named uh, fabio franco da silva him and his coach who's a coral belt were over there and they're like dude what are we doing here like they're yelling at the guy in portuguese and the ref's doing this i'm like i'm like don't worry about it man let him fight us, I, like, I don't care I, I moved up a weight class to fight him i want to fight him and then so they calibrate the scale and then they don't make him get on it again and <laughs> we just go fight and the ring coordinator that was working he was like dude I've never seen some shit like that in my life. And I was like, "Yeah," I was like, it happens, dude. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Yeah, often. <clears throat> yeah, I was like, it happens a lot. I was like, this is the first time I've seen it blatantly like that, though, where it was just, like, in front of everybody's face. Yeah. I,
0: was- I kind of take advantage of that now, though, to be <clears throat> honest, because the first time I, I ever did an IBJJF was for uh, Master Worlds yeah. at Purple. And uh, I went, and it was the same deal. My next match, the like, guy had to buy the first round. I think they called me probably within five minutes of my like my last match. Like I had no time to fucking recover. Mm-hmm. And uh, I fucking went up there anyway. And I was pretty tired, and I gassed out, and I lost that match. And uh, knowing what I know now, though, I should have just walked out of the fucking bullpen. And yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like laid down. I could have yeah. laid down for like
1: 30 minutes. Here's the thing, though. Like us, like they might fucking DQ us on the spot because they don't know who we are. Where this guy was an established black belt. Right. Established world champion. They let him fucking do whatever.
0: Yeah, well, he went way overboard. But yeah. <laughs> you, can kind of, you can kind of play the game a little bit. Yeah. You know, they, they'll give you a few calls before they, Oh, exit. sorry, Just, I was pooping. Yeah, <laughs> so, something like, hey, man, what are you going to do? Just,
1: Oh, yeah, I was pooping. You are fucking up in the stands taking a nap? For real. For real, bro.
0: <laughs> Just give me 10 minutes to recover. Right.
1: They did that to a guy. um, I fought him at the, my semifinals match in pants. I felt so bad for the dude because he just had, like, a barn burner. And he was walking back to the bullpen, and the ring coordinator grabbed him on the way. and was like, oh, you're up. No, I'm not. <laughs> and he was like, I just fought. He goes, no, it says right here, you're up now. And he was like, I, I literally just went. Wow. And they were like, look at the time right here. Here we go. And I was looking. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. That's like, <laughs> I was like. That sucks. I was like, fuck, bro. I'm,
0: I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> no, I will say, though. Did you did you do world? Did you did master worlds this last year?
1: No, I hurt my knee a couple oh, weeks beforehand, so I couldn't. Right. I, I didn't get that. to. That's yeah. A bummer,
0: yeah, I remember. So they were actually pretty cool, I, at least as far as because I, I did that. I got tired. I I fucking after every match, I leave the bullpen. It's a good and, idea. And I go fucking get my my breath back. And uh, they they were waiting on me. I didn't know they were waiting on me. Yeah. So they just whoever was behind me, they just put that match in front of me.
1: Oh, that was nice of them.
0: Yeah, they just moved it like no big deal. I'm going to start doing that now. <laughs> Listen, that's my new strategy. I saw I was talking to Nick Sanders about that, and he told me. He's like, yeah, dude, they'll call you two or three times before they disqualify you. So you got usually 15, 20 minutes. That's a good idea. So now I just use it.
1: Now I know why these guys, these brackets be taking forever. They just take off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty fucking much,
0: dude. I do not hang out in that bullpen. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't either. Uh, now if I knew that, I wouldn't have. I I'd I just be sitting there for like 30 minutes sometimes. I'm bro, like, you're an like, OG. You've been like in the looking game i <laughs> just looking around. <laughs> like, where is everybody? <laughs> but now I know that everybody runs off.
0: That's what I'm going to do. Well, that's what I do anyway. That's
1: what I'm going to do, starting at Pans.
0: Come on. <laughs> Next month at Pans. You're like a full-time competitor. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. Just got back from Miami. Yep. Fucking, what, you're you at Brown Belt before you got... Before you got promoted, you won pans and worlds, right?
1: I got second at worlds. Second at worlds. Second at worlds. But I did. I fought worlds with a broken rib. Oh shit. Yeah. So I fought that whole tournament with a broken rib and lost in the semifinals, shit. or lost in the finals, Sorry, finals. Damn, bro. Yeah. I mean, against a really good dude. Like he might have beat me anyways. How'd you break your rib? Uh, I shot. So we have a 300 pound brown belt named Curtis Hackman. Mm-hmm. He's a big, like, been wrestling his whole life, and I shot in on him, and like he came down on me kind of weird which was, I don't know why I'm shooting on a 300-pound brown belt, but that's what happened. And, like, it, I did, like, the, it like, came down and, like, did, like, the accordion crunch where it does, like, this. So it was broken before you even went into worlds. Yeah, yeah. So I had a very specific game where I was pulling and being very not aggressive. So yeah. So I, I could go on my right side. I couldn't go on my left side. So I would pull, and I'd get the close guard, and I would go on my right side immediately because if they squared me up or put me the other way, I, it was just, I couldn't do anything. And it sucked. So, I had a really tough match. The first guy, um, this guy, Eric Rolston, super good wrestler, super good competitor. Um, I came out and pulled. And at the same time, he shot. And I was like, oh, shit. And I looked up and the ref didn't give him points. it no, didn't give oh, him didn't the, give him didn't the didn't two. No, it didn't give him the two. didn't give him the two. He was actually pretty salty about it. Um, and then I almost armbarred him immediately. And then he got out of the armbar. And then I swept him from half guard to mount. But we landed out of bounds. But I, I we stayed there for like five seconds. And then the ref stood us back up and then gave me the points. So I was like, all right, we're fucking even now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, back on the feet, um, he shot. I pulled him up, almost threw him. And then I sat back down to my clothes guard. And then we ended the fight, me triangling him. And I had like two advantages to his none. Mm-hmm. And that's how I won. So it was a fucking grueling, grueling match. It was tough. And then my second guy. Same, pretty much, I can't remember a guy's name, but it was like a similar fight where he was wanting he was wanting to group up and do like judo takedowns and I, I pulled on him, had a tough match in my close guard, almost, I swept him once I think and then almost smitted him once Um, and then with like a minute left, I finally got his back and choked him and so my semifinals match, I'm coming out and I told Brian, I was like, dude, I was like, I'm fucking dying, I haven't been able to do cardio in a month, I'm fucking dying here, he's like, he's got two more matches, man, two more matches. I was like, this dude hadn't fucking fought yet. I was like, this dude's about to come out and put it on me. So luckily I went out and pulled. I got a clean pull on him. And he uh like he was try he stood up and was past my guard and just landed in the triangle and I was like, Fuck yes. <laughs> like try like it's like I usually don't show emotions after it's like, I uh... I usually don't show emotions after I win. But like I stood up and I was like, Fuck yes Like I was so because like I finally got a quick match out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I fought this dude, um uh Edelson Nascimento, he's one of Lucas Lepre's assistant coaches. Super good. Yeah. And I I, I was watching his match beforehand, and he wasn't doing anything crazy. Like, he wasn't blowing guys out. He was just barely beating them. But he didn't make any mistakes. So I told Brian, and Brian was like, I might have you try takedowns. Like, bro, I don't think I, I, I can't do takedowns. Like, I can't, you know, like, I went for a throw earlier, and I shouldn't have done that because it fucking hurt. I was like, I can't land. So I went and pulled, and he had watched all my matches from pans. So he saw how I pulled, and he went opposite knee up and took me to my left side so i immediately lifted him with my my half guard sweep together i lifted him had him up in the air and my rib gave out again and i sat him back down and he sat there did not fucking move mm-hmm. the whole time and then with like 30 seconds left i was like you gotta try something or else he's gonna win the decision and i tried to like just blow up out of it you know getting my back and winning that way and it was just it was a not fun tournament for yeah. me like even though i got second which is like a good accomplishment it was excruciating tournament for me yeah
0: like what you had to go through to get
1: that yeah it was terrible i was in pain for like two weeks after that just not doing anything couldn't do anything and just so i I probably shouldn't have competed because i could have fucked my ribs up more i got lucky enough to
0: punch her along or something yeah i got
1: lucky enough to where like my game plan worked enough yeah up until the finals
0: yeah it was just kind of like like a minor break Um, not like either either way a broken rib is a broken rib it's just hard to breathe with dude. I
1: couldn't like lean to the left I couldn't sit up to the left I could stay to my right a little bit if I stayed on my side it was you know I didn't feel it as bad Um, but like big deep breaths hurt you know like if I was like take a huge deep breath that would really suck if i was to cough it would suck if i was to sneeze it would suck if anybody put their hand on it it sucked yeah
0: how do you roll and not take deep
1: breaths yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> like that was the that was, was the conundrum i was that was, in. It at? was it like
0: up higher or like uh, like a low rib like a mid like rib here
1: right here oh, okay yeah fuck dude yeah, it man, was ribs are bad it was ass i hated it <laughs> yeah but hey i learned my lesson i don't shoot on that guy anymore <laughs> good lesson yeah good lesson but yeah. Dude, yeah
0: you're competing like crazy yeah i mean how many how many like regionals do you try to get in a year do you have like a set number for a season that you try to get in
1: no i like it's like look at the schedule you know because like um i try to do seminars and stuff too like just to make some money and things mm-hmm. like that and uh so i look at you know i do all the big ones and then i kind of just look at this the, like when they put the schedule out yeah I'll go hey i'll talk to the i'll talk to the girlfriend and the kids like what are we doing You know, I'm looking at these competitions. Which ones do you want to go to? Um, Do you want to go to any, you know, is this getting in the way of things? Yeah. And I kind of just plan it out like that.
0: Kind of like when is it, where is it,
1: what's going on? Yeah. 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 So the the shitty thing about this year is that, like, all the close ones I can't go to because I had, like, things going on. So, like, Chicago and Indianapolis and Nashville I can't go to because we have shit going on. So I got to do, like, I try to do, there's ones I like. Like, Miami's my favorite city. So, I try to do Miami every year, and okay. then my girlfriend really likes New Orleans, so and you I try just to go back from every... Miami, yeah, okay, so I'm trying to I need to look at it again and schedule more. I think I'm doing the Orlando open before kids' pans just because we're taking kids down to kids' pans, so it's a good way for me to get like one of those in while also doing something else, mm-hmm. so I just kind of look at the schedule and plan it out like that, yeah,
0: yeah, what's another close one, probably like Memphis?
1: Uh, when they have they had Memphis last year.
0: Yeah, I don't even know what's been released. Really, honestly, I'm so out the loop. I haven't yeah. even like paying attention to what's been getting like released as of late. I don't. I haven't seen anything from Memphis, but I'm thinking yeah. like what cities that they have them in that are close. So
1: Indianapolis is this weekend, okay. but I'm cornering fighters, so I can't go. Mm-hmm. And then Chicago is coming up, but I think I'm going to Hawaii with a guy to teach. Don't they usually do
0: Chicago twice?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm not really worried about that one, so I'll get to go to that one again. And then Nashville. I think Hoiler is at our gym, so I can't go to that one. So like all like the really closest ones that are like around that I could like literally just drive from my house to. Yeah. I can't do this year. So okay. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like you know. Where'd I mean? you say
0: you'll be at? For Chicago? Hawaii. Oh shit, that'd yeah. be
1: dope. Yeah. So I have a buddy who's a black belt, his name's Ivan. He's a black belt, like Gracie Mighty Black Belt in Vegas. He's from Hawaii and he's been like we've been talking about going for like the last two years. And so I got some uh like flight credit and I was like, dude, let's try it this weekend and he was like, All right, bets we got our flights and then they released Chicago and I was like, Mother Hawaii would be better. Yeah, and then like uh yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like he knows some guys that want us to have us out there and teach and stuff too. So like, you know, it's like kinda of like a business trip as well. Nice. So I'll just Absolutely. be out there teaching all week and doing jujitsu all week and hopefully go to the beach once.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well teaching will help offset some of the costs. Yeah,
1: hopefully, yeah, that's the <laughs> idea. But luckily, like I had that uh I had a flight credit, and then the guy having us out there to teach paid for the other part of my flight, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, it worked out.
0: That's what's up, dude. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah. Credits and points for flights. Yeah, (laughs)
1: because I'm mad poor, and I like going places, so (laughs) (laughs) I need that stuff.
0: (laughs) Well, it helps you travel when you don't have a lot of shit to pay for. Yes, (laughs) it does. It does. Oh, fuck, dude. Wow that's cool fucking i've never been to hawaii that'd be really cool i haven't just either to like just check out the scene and hike and maybe do some surfing just yeah bujitsu.
1: that's the that's the whole plan i wanted to go with like a guy who was a local too because i know some of those hawaiians don't fuck around with people visiting so yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not trying to get my ass beat like hawaiians one like to fight yeah they do like <laughs> <to fight. laughs> they're known for fighting <laughs> yeah, i have a i have a very a very theory that i've worked out over the years because i used to work with uh I used to work with a family of Samoans, and I would see them getting fights at the bar all the time. And so I have a theory that only Pacific Islanders can knock out Pacific Islanders, Cause like, mm. so like you have like Max Holloway is a good example of that, and then like BJ Penn went his whole career without getting knocked out, and then some random dude at an IHOP knocked him out. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like dude, it can only be for, they had to be for that spot. It's only Hawaiians, bro. Only Hawaiians can knock out Hawaiians. <laughs> like, so
0: funny. Yeah, or maybe maybe like a similar place. You have to be like from New Zealand or yeah, yeah. Like so, Polynesian or something. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Only
1: Polynesians can knock out Polynesians. Yeah. I don't want to fight those guys. I want to fight Russians. Those are the two people I want to avoid getting into fistfights with. Some people are just with. hard people. Yeah. Harder than others. Yeah, and I, I get why Hawaiians be pissed off people. I mean, we subjugated their fucking country into statehood and took all that shit over, so I'd be pissed off too. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I wanted to go out there with a local and, you know, not like do some shit that's gonna piss people off. Yeah. Just by not knowing. So.
0: That's gotta be tough to be Hawaiian.
1: No, fucking probably is.
0: Like for real, when you think about the the land got taken over, right? Like yeah. we just said, it's, it's subjected to statehood. But then now when you look at the realty, like all the people who are like from there can't even afford to live there or they can't even afford to live like in the best properties. Yeah. They all got pushed to like the centers of the island and like shitty ass spots. All that
1: beachfront property gets bought up and sold and then like they can't and, like, people try to, like, make, like, private beaches down there and stuff. And people are like, what the fuck you doing they in a private beach, bro? Like, we've been coming here our whole life. Yeah. It's like, what, what is this? <laughs> yeah.
0: <sighs> dude, that's got to be tough, dude. That
1: pissed me off, too. I'd probably punch everybody I saw.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the world is crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of unfairness. There is. There
1: it's, there like, is. it's
0: like, why does it have to be so is, – is, is what blows me away is stuff like that where it's it, – If you if you just took it at the face value, just at the surface, like what about that makes sense, or like is like who who looked at that and was like, yeah, this is cool, like let's just fuck over all these people. Yeah, I mean somebody did. Yeah, and then we just accept it, and
1: it's just so weird to me. The the dollar sign behind the idea is what made it okay for people in their heads. Money, baby. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Money. Yeah. Shit, dude. Well. That's not why I do jujitsu. No, fuck no. (laughs) Uh, I'm never going to be fucking probably be able to buy like a beachfront property. Just teaching jujitsu. I shouldn't say never. Some people can. Hoyler can. Hoyler can. Hoyler can. Hoyler's got one. (laughs) Dude. How cool was it? You just took his 10 day course. Yeah. How was that?
1: That was pretty good, man. Um, I have, uh, you know, some, some like reservations on like the self defense course and stuff like that, but all of it was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Like really good concepts and things like that. And, uh, I probably went into it in a more negative attitude Mm -hmm. than I should have because I had fun, man. I had a good time. You're kind of like, oh, I got to do this thing. Yeah, I was like, fuck, dude. I don't want to do this. And I got there and we ended up having a good time, learned some cool stuff. Yeah. Got to shoot the shit with Hoyler about like competition stuff that I really like diving into with people. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool. It was a fun, like I didn't like being away from my family for five days straight, you know, when we could have had it here and. Cause the it same was, amount of people. It was split, right? Yeah, yeah. So like it was like five days in St. Louis, which was cool. I just drove down here every day, and then five days in Springfield. And the Springfield split is what I was like, man. Why do we gotta do that? You no, know, I gotta leave, and I gotta be gone for a week. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen my kids. Haven't seen my girlfriend. Haven't seen my dog. I yeah. haven't really trained, you know, and I had the Miami Open the week after.
0: There's no real easy way to get from, like, Cape to Springfield, is no, there?
1: No, I had to stay there. The whole t- it was, like, a four-hour drive. So I had to, like, <laughs> stay there all five days. My brother lived there. I got to hang out with my brother a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so that was cool. But, like, it was just like, like, oh, here's another thing I got to be away from home for. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, like, when you coach and compete, it's a lot of travel all the time. Yeah. All the time. So, like, any more travel that gets added to that just is not easy. You know what I mean? It yeah. just sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sucks when you don't get to do things that you want to do. Yeah, and despite me traveling a lot, I really am a homebody. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I like being home. I like being around my family and things yeah. like that. And I like being around my students, you know, and the teammates and things like that. So I don't get to do that for, like a week straight you know it kind of sucks well you spend enough
0: time in hotels and on the road (laughs) (laughs) and you start realizing sometimes the idea of traveling is just much better than actually traveling yeah you know what i mean especially if you travel for a purpose it's like, or i'm traveling to go do this thing yeah and it's not really quite the same as if you're just
1: going to travel to explore yeah if you're going on like vacation it's different than like yeah oh you know i gotta be here because i gotta compete yeah so when you go compete you're usually not there that long Mm. like the day before day after that's it and so like day before you're usually probably cutting weight or not doing things you want to do because you have to compete the next day yeah that day you're competing all day and then the day after you're going home so like you really don't have time to like do like what people would normally qualify as like fun stuff
0: right and okay so like you have that that day one right you're yeah. not doing anything you're just waiting you're just thinking about competing yeah and then there's competition day. That's still on your mind. Let's just say you get done at a reasonable time. I don't know if you are lucky, yeah. If you, you are done. lucky, yeah. let's say you're done by two o'clock. Yeah. And then okay, maybe you have the second half of that. Like you have that evening, like the second half of that day to make. Yeah, because you're, you're gonna
1: take a nap too, because you're fucking competing. Yeah. Tiring. Yeah.
0: Like you're just gonna probably go get some food
1: somewhere. Yeah. Like and that's about it. Yeah. And then you leave. And you leave the next morning. Yeah. So, people like see me travel a lot, and I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. That's one thing me and my, my girlfriend, we talked about, like I took her to master worlds last year cause I wasn't competing. You know what I mean? So we got the first day I got there, we got to do a bunch of cool stuff and it was fun. But mm-hmm. I mean, every day after that we had, I was at the venue for like 12 hours a day, like coaching people and like watching teammates. And she was like, Oh, this kind of sucks. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's cool. We're in Vegas and you know, we get the nights to do stuff, but like for the most part, I'm just, you know, at the venue the whole time. Right. Like you know, I'm just here for this. Yeah. It's not fun to be there. Like, unless you do jujitsu. watching jujitsu isn't fun. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even so, if you do, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes it gets fucking boring.
0: It's a marathon, dude. Those yeah. are, like, long days. It,
1: it sucks, dude. And so, like, you know, like, me and Brian, we tell people all the time, like, oh, we want to go with you. And I'm like, eh. Yeah. I'm like, do you? <laughs> <'Cause, like, laughs> it's going to be a lot of sitting in bleachers or trying to get pushed through the barrier to coach people. And and then, like, you'll have, you'll coach a student. Two hours later, you got another student and then two hours you got another student yeah
0: but you do get to check out some like some cool restaurants usually that's like, yeah that's like the best part about traveling that's
1: the only reason i got good go to jiu so i can eat food i wouldn't normally get to eat <laughs> <laughs> that's it It's a good one yeah i always eat in and out burger when i go to vegas that's the only thing i eat that's chain restaurant wise really yeah i love in and out burger it's your shit yeah but other than that i'm always trying to go to some like crazy hole in the wall
0: I'm not in love with a number. What are you doing, man?
1: (laughs) You got to change that.
0: (laughs) I think maybe it got hyped up too much to me. I think that's what it was because I, I just had such – I don't usually go into things with expectations because yeah. expectations usually like, lead to a letdown. So I'm like – but I heard such good things about In-N-Out Burger. You build it
1: up in your head too much?
0: Dude, every time – I think it, what, what, that's what it was because every time I would go to – like I'd see it. I would never go like whether it was – where was it? It, for, it was in Vegas and then San Francisco and then um, even in Austin. I would never go in because the line was always too fucking long. Yeah. So I'm like, this place has to be fucking amazing. (laughs) And then I was in—I think I was in Austin—and I was like, all right, I'm not gonna be in your In-N-Out Burger for at least another year. So I gotta fucking do this. So I fucking went in. I got it. It was good. But (laughs) (laughs) for me,
1: I I like it a lot because like I can get like two burgers, I can get essentially two meals for like ten bucks. Yeah, and it's like pretty good. And I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah, dude!
0: No, I wasn't anticipating it being as much of a fast food burger as it was. Yeah, because as 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 good as it sounds, or even some of the pictures make it look, I thought maybe it was gonna be like maybe like just like. Like a step up from a fast food yeah. burger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is a fast food it's burger. It's a fast food <laughs> burger. Yeah, it's
1: a fast food burger. It's a really good fast food burger. But, but no, like, In-N-Out's cool. Anytime we go out to a team thing, like, hey, we're eating it, I'm like, In-N-Out, In-N-Out. That's where it's and at. And they're like, fuck you, we're not eating In-N-Out. So we end up going somewhere else. But yeah, I, I usually have a rule when I travel, like, no chain restaurants. Yes. It's because, like, same. I, I want to eat something where I don't fucking eat all the time. But the only one I break that for is In-N-Out.
0: It's a regional chain restaurant, so yeah. that's fair. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I think uh, for uh, for Nogi Worlds this last year, uh, Jordan Dowdy and I, yeah. we were in the airport together and we had some Whataburger.
1: How was that? Was that good? I like Whataburger. Yeah, I've never had one.
0: I would prefer it over. In and out. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> Let's not get wild. <laughs> Speaking of blasphemy right now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. Their burgers are really big. Yeah. It kind of remind me of like a Sonic burger now that I think about it.
1: Those are pretty good, too.
0: Sonics are okay.
1: See, now we're getting fat guy mode. Now I'm talking like Listen, out of, out of competition code to be eating fast food all the time. <laughs> dude, I am a fat kid <laughs>
0: yeah. at heart. I don't think people understand. Whenever I was a little kid, I was I was a little chunky. Yeah. Um like most of my family was very obese growing up. Like we were like poor obese country people.
1: <laughs> I was uh I would have been the same, but I like skateboarded my whole life. So I was always active. But like I mean I'm talking like I'm skateboarding like twelve hours a day. I'll like bum a couple dollars off somebody and get like three McChickens yeah. or like three McDoubles and eat yeah. the shit out of those. Dude, <laughs> I, was terribly. A, I didn't
0: know I was a fat kid. And here's the thing. I wasn't like obese, especially compared to like today's kids. Yeah. But like for the time, I was definitely like, for example, in third grade, I was probably 110 pounds. Yeah. Like, I was a big fucking kid. Like, that's pretty obese. But i was always been super athletic. Like, I didn't know I was fat. Yeah. Like, I was always more athletic than all the other kids around me. Like, I was faster than them. It was really weird.
1: That was the same for me when I got older and I hit, like, my growth spurt. But I was still partying and eating, like, shit all the time. I kind of, like, ballooned up to, like, 210 pounds. But I was, like, I didn't think I was fat. But like, me looking at me, like, looking back then now. Yeah. Yeah, like, I was a fucking... I was a fucking fatty. I was out of shape. A little, a little porkster, <laughs> yeah, <huh>? I <it> was. <laughs> like I'm like that's why like I played soccer like when I was like in my early twenties a lot. Like I was guy with a bunch of friends played soccer all the time. And like i was like oh that's why that was so fucking hard. <laughs> that's why I couldn't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I didn't know I was fat. I think I. I, I think it was between. Maybe like 13 or 14. I grew 13 inches in that year. Oh, shit. Hit a huge, real spurt. Kind of like thinned out. Yeah, shit. And and like it kind of, then my athleticism kind of made sense for my body. But uh, yeah, I'm just a fat kid at heart, bro. Oh, me too. I want all the, I don't have fucking self control. It's bad. There's certain things I can't have in the house. (laughs) If it's in the house, I will eat it all.
1: I'm real bad with chips. I can't open a bag of chips without finishing them.
0: A bag is one sitting. Uh, yes. <laughs> Dude, you get like these, I don't know whether like three quarts or three pints of ice cream or whatever, like the little oval ice cream yeah. things. That's probably gone in two days, bro. Like I don't, it's, it's bad. Like, yeah, like I'm I the have same a way. serious issue. I can't turn it off.
1: I get a real problem. Um, It's not a real, like, unless I'm like in like tournament season, which I, I consider like the first like three, fourths of the year of tournament season. Like I usually take off like Thanksgiving, Christmas to like, 'Cause who doesn't like fucking eating Thanksgiving? Yeah, and the world is
0: done by that point. Yeah,
1: you you take Thanksgiving and Christmas away from me, I get pretty upset. But like what'll happen is like like you know trading so much that your fucking body hurts and it's hard to sleep. So I'll eat an edible mm-hmm. before bedtime. If I eat that too early, I fucking start scourging around the kitchen and I'm mm-hmm. fucking eating all the kids like lunch chips and <laughs> shit like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> last Friday, uh so my girl our girlfriend bartends Friday nights and she came home and there was like Fucking seven empty bags of like lunch chips laying around, <laughs> and she's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Well, I ate this one, but I didn't want that one to feel bad, so I ate that one. So
0: I had to get one of each." <laughs> Dude, this is how fucked up my mind is. I get a sense of accomplishment from finishing it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's it's. if I look at it, I'm like, "Oh, there's just a little bit left in there." Like, let's just eat it. And then when it's gone, it's like, "Oh yeah, it's gone." Yeah, and I get. I feel good about that.
1: I get that because like I wasn't you know like growing up kind of poor, like there wasn't always like a hell of food around. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had to eat, like, the big sittings if I had them, you know, and I always finish it. So, I do the same thing. And yeah. it's like, like, I have to tell myself, like, hey, dude, you don't need fucking, a fucking giant plate of everything.
0: Yeah, growing up, I was, I was, um it was ingrained in me that, that like, you don't waste food. Yes. Like, same, you eat same, everything. Yeah, same. And
1: I have a fucking issue with that.
0: Like, it feels <laughs> weird to waste food. Like, yeah. Um, like, almost to, like, a negative. Yeah, it
1: feels weird to put it, like, if I have, if I make a plate of something, and I'm like, oh, I put too much on here. I can't put it back. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to eat it. Yeah. I feel like shit. I'm like, like, dude, what am I doing? Yeah. Very similar to, like, very similar situations.
0: Yeah, for real, dude. And I, not, not since we're talking about it now. Yeah. I think I, I now can accredit that to growing up super poor. Like, I didn't realize that's why. I was ingrained in me that way yeah but it's because we're super we're just poor just backwoods like my grandma like it was like a dirt road like she grew up like i grew up i was at my grandma's house a lot and like along a farm not like an active farm where she was like farming and all that yeah. shit but we had a whole bunch of animals and shit and it was just dirt back road shit dude yeah same like i grew up
1: in uh like a lot of my early years were spent in Either Troy, Missouri, mm-hmm. out like by uh like what they call it, Old Alexandria, yeah, yeah, out there mm-hmm. in a trailer, or Lake Wapapello in a trailer. Where's like, that? I don't know. So Lake Wapapello is it's like if you go south to Cape from here, okay. it's a little more south. It's about oh. two hours south of that, and there's okay. like a
0: huge. So you're close to the border there. Yeah, it's a yeah, huge. by Joplin. Yeah, Nixon huge, area. huge.
1: So like not that side. There's a. It's like more like Jonesboro, I think. Okay uh but there's a big old lake there that's just like super country and like Mm -hmm. we lived like three miles into the woods down a gravel road Mm -hmm. in this little trailer yeah and like that's like where i grew up at and stuff yeah man i spent same stuff
0: yeah it's the same shit dude just not a lot just dirt roads small houses just that's how people lived out there i grew up in
1: hella trailer parks dude really yeah like there and then like moscow mills okay <laughs> like, <living laughs> out there <laughs> yeah, you bet you bounced around missouri yeah. quite a bit yeah dude. We, we moved around a lot when i was a kid yeah
0: i was in you know where potosi missouri is yeah yeah that's where i grew up yep. until i moved to to jeff city yeah and i was in jeff city from like i don't know until uh, i was like from like 11 so like 99 until like 2006 and then i moved here yeah so what? i didn't bounce around as much as you did but yeah, it's the fucking it's the same shit everywhere you go.
1: Yeah, I bounced around super heavy until like my high school. When I was in high school, we moved to Cape.
2: Yeah,
1: and um, we lived in Cape a couple times before that, but that's into where we ended up settling down. And then one year in high school, I lived like in Springfield, mm. and that was it. But like that's I, an before, experience, before right? that, just bouncing around. Yeah, it was really weird.
0: Like trying to like make friends and. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like you're I, you're uh,
0: always in a different spot.
1: Yeah, like, I came up, when I was a kid, like, MSN Messenger was very popular, so, like, that became, like, how I'd stayed in contact with my friends, mm-hmm. and yeah, stuff like,
0: like that. Yeah, early years. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. Back in the day, LimeWire and MSN you, Messenger.
0: You still keep up with friends from, like, back in the day when you were a kid?
1: Uh, A couple of them. I have, uh, my best friend, Jeff, is a guy I went to high school with, and then I have a couple guys that we don't really hang out anymore, like, yeah. of lives just kind of took us different places, but, yeah. like... I still reach out to them every now and then, like, hey, how you doing? Or I'll shoot the shit about like their favorite football team or something. Like I was messing with them, hey, your team sucks. why well, your team sucks today? Or <laughs> something like that. You know, just trying to like Yeah. Very very like, you know, sporadically like keep in touch with them, make sure they're okay and stuff like that. But uh, not too much, and not a lot of hanging out.
0: Yeah. No, you're a good dude though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad about keeping up with people. That's why I'm I terrible. That. I'm like, terrible about it. I don't think I have any friends from high school anymore. Yeah. Like I don't I had like so if, well I guess I shouldn't say that. So I guess my best friend growing up, I mean, but it's been Outside from that one person, I but even him, I haven't talked to him in over a year. Yeah. So, like, that's what I say, like, I'm really bad about keeping up with people.
1: I have, like, besides jujutsu people, because I see him every day, like, two people, two of my friends that I talk to a lot. Yeah. But other than that, man, like, even my own family, like, I'm super bad about, like, keeping in touch with them and stuff like Same. that. Because it's, like, it's, like, an out-of-sight, out-of-mind kind of thing for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, unless they, like, reach out to me. Like I just don't think about it.
0: Yeah, I don't think about it. I just I just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's like if you're not immediately evolved in like this kind of thing that I'm going, like this world that I have.
1: Yeah. And I just don't think about it. It sounds like when I talk about it, like it makes me feel bad because it sounds shitty. Yeah. But like it's just, it's not like anything on purpose.
0: I kind of feel like in my mind, the way I look at it is that. Most I, I know not everybody's this way, but I'm just like everybody kind of has their life yes. and their world, yeah. and you just operate within that. Yeah, and it's it takes a lot of effort to kind of like go outside of that to like maintain this connection or to have this conversation yeah. with somebody, just to do it.
1: Yeah, I'm <laughs> a my mom, she moved from Cape to that that Lake Watapella place I was talking about like over the past I'm gonna say two years now, mm-hmm. but like we would see each other a lot. Cause like we lived in the same town. So I'd meet her like once a week for lunch and things like that. But when she moved, she's like, Hey, we don't really talk that much anymore. I'm like, yeah. yeah, you moved two hours away. She's like, come see me. I'm like, you live two hours away. I thought that was the point of moving out there. So no one bothered you. <laughs> yeah. So like she, I can tell she gets upset about it sometimes, but like, it's the same thing, man. Like I just don't you know, get my daily routine. Yeah. And if you're not involved in the daily routine, then it kind of just goes by the wayside. And it's yeah. not on purpose or anything like that. It's just kind of like how things happen with me, especially cause I get super focused. On what I'm doing that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, it sucks. Like, sometimes I, I'll, like, not look at my phone for a little bit and, like, I'll like miss a text message from my girlfriend or things like that. Even, like, even somebody I see every day I live with it still happens to. Yeah. And it's, like, not on purpose. It just kind of happens and it sucks. <laughs> well, you're just present with, like, what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've noticed, and I guess maybe this is what I've learned, is that some people are just much more just like oriented and like relationship oriented. Like yeah. they, they want to maintain relationships no yeah. matter like time or distance. Yeah. And I'm not nearly as good I'm, at that. I'm, I'm horrible at it, man. I'm so bad at that too. So People I understand. Like, yeah. I
1: feel like, Oh, you haven't talked to me in forever. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? Yeah. But, here, but
0: this is the thing though. Like I can make a connection with somebody and then I might not see you or talk to you for like three or four months. But then if I see you again, it's in my mind Same thing. It's just it's like all right, cool. It's like, Yeah, how are you? Like we're good. Like like there's no like you know what I'm saying? It's like a weird thing. It's like I don't feel like I need to maintain constant interaction with you. To like have
1: a relationship with you. I mean shit, when's the last time I saw you? Probably last summer. It's yeah, it's probably been a few months, dude. Yeah. 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 And then so same thing though. We picked it up. You know, like it wasn't even a day.
0: Yeah, it's just like, dude, how are you? How are things? Yeah. And, and not everybody operates that way. Some people need like constant connection yeah. to know that they have that relationship. And like, I'm not that person. I'm not either. Like, yeah. I
1: just, I'm just going to assume it was the same as when I last saw you. Unless, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> unless, unless you tell me otherwise. That's it, dude. That's it, man.
0: <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we have that in common, Cody. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> dude, so what's it like? What's a day look like for you? Like, what, I mean, I mean, you get to pretty much just do what you want.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's all pretty, still pretty focused on competition, jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. and getting ready for that. So I'll wake up, and I'll go to the gym, and I'll lift. You know, I do that Monday through Friday, and it's not like crazy lifting. It's like I'm in the lifting for like 30, 40 minutes, yeah. and then I hang out in the sauna for a little bit, and then, you know, I'll have like a couple hours, and I'll, I'll either go take a nap, or if I went to the gym a little late, I'll just go straight to the gym, and okay. I'll train. I'll train at noon like a really hard session usually, or depending on the day, I'll go to Mount Vernon. Yeah. You know, um, and then I'll go back to my house. I'll eat lunch, fucking play some video games for like an hour just to like get my mind off jujitsu again. Yeah. And then I'll go back to the gym. I'll teach the little kids. I'll teach the big kids with Brian. And then I train again. You know what I mean? So it's just rinse, repeat all the time. And then Saturdays, you know, are a little lighter. I'll wake up and I'll work out and I'll do the one class and I usually hang out with the family after and then Sundays back to the hard training again.
0: So two to three sessions a day. Yep. Hard training, lifting the first one usually light lifting, movement, sauna. Yep. And then hard training the other two sessions. Yep. You all is it almost always in gi? Or are you usually switching up gi and no gi? Uh, so
1: I do a lot of no gi in Mount Vernon, and then I do Friday nights at our places no gi. And everything, so else everything else is all good. Everything else is all good, yeah. We don't have a lot of competitors. Like, I'm, I'm I'm the only, like, actual full-time competitor at my gym. Yeah. And we have some guys that kind of dabble in it every once in a while. So, like, it's usually just, you know, catered to the hobbyist guy at our gym. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's all in the gi, you know, for the most part. Yeah. And then, like, we have fighters, so we started the no-gi class for the fighters and the guys that want to compete more often. Yeah. Yeah, so. Are you having an issue finding guys that
0: train hard enough?
1: Uh... Yes and no. Um, I think just like the Midwest mentality makes guys more rough. You know what I mean? So like our noon classes, for whatever reason, have turned into like a really hard training session for most people. So guys that come in, so like that's where like my strength coach trains every day at noon. Uh, Kyle Kurtz trains at noon. We have a brown belt that likes to compete that trains at noon. And then like the other like higher belts will come in. They'll take their lunch break and they'll come in because they know what the hard training is. Nice. So they'll train hard almost every noon class every once in a while like they won't come in because so they're like not feeling good and you know shit happens the night class a little bit more um but the good thing about night class is it's a bigger class there's like 40 people in there so i have more bodies yeah so i can get my rounds in without having to you know without people having to commit to trading hard that night right so it works out a little bit yeah that and, works out yeah and then also I, when i go to mount vernon like once or twice a week it those are always hard rounds Always hard rounds. <laughs> there is no easy round. Yeah, never ever. So, i I don't have I don't have a problem finding like super hard rounds or anything like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I always find that when people talk about how hard Mount Vernon is, it's because they're usually just like strictly jujitsu people. Yes. Because coming because. For me, it was always MMA focused. Like, mm-hmm. jujitsu was strictly just for MMA for me. Yeah. And then when I stopped doing MMA, I just went all into jujitsu. But having trained at that level or at that intensity for MMA for so long, everything that they do up there is just just—it's just MMA training yeah. intensity is all it is. Yeah. It's just a higher intensity, which I guess most jujitsu people aren't really used to. But every time I hear people talk about how hard it is, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it is. It is hard. It is hard. Yeah. But I'm just so used to it. I almost don't think it's hard.
1: That that's what I tell people like it's hard in the fact that like you know you got to be on your fucking shit every roll or else you're going to get beat up. Mm-hmm. But like it's no different than like you know every gym has the competition class. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's, it's hard. I yeah, know. it's hard. But they're intense 7 days a week whereas most people are intense for an hour a week.
0: Right. It's so, just a mentality difference. Yeah, it's just a mentality
1: difference. And you know it's good like heat's created that environment to where like when you go in there you know there is no there is no hobbyist going going in there and like getting mad that they went hard cuz that's what they know that, to expect right whereas like my gym for instance if like I was to go in and be like hey fucking you know Andy from, who's forty six years old, and has never really trained that hard. Today you're doing ten rounds, back to back with everybody. <laughs> He's gonna be like, I'll do five, and go the fuck home. <laughs> it's like nope, ten. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. It's just, it's just what, what are you getting yourself into? You gotta yeah. know it.
1: Yeah, it's just you know expectations at that point. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it helps when you have a room like Heath has made. We have a room full of guys that ha- that want the same thing. Yeah. So they want the same thing, and they're all working together to get that. Whereas, you know, like like our gym, me and Brian's gym, you have maybe you have a guy that just wants to make friends, maybe you have a guy that wants to lose weight, and you have one competitor in there that day, and then you have another guy that you know is fresh off an uh, an injury and just wants to watch. Right. You know what I mean? So like they don't want the same thing, so they're not going to train the same way. Yeah. So. Unless you're around people like that all the time, you're not going to be used to going like that all the time.
0: That's true. I think what sets those guys apart from a lot of people is that they never stop rolling. No. And that's where a lot of people fuck up. Yes. Is, you know, if... 'Cause you're always courteous, like, Oh, I bumped into this group over here, let me stop rolling, let's move, let's adjust over here. Yeah. Or you'll start rolling off the mat and then you'll stop rolling or you're you're just too you're almost like too conscious yeah. and too courteous everybody around you up there. They just roll and they yeah. don't ever stop. They don't care if they're rolling on top of you. They don't care who's by you. Yeah. <laughs> if you fuck around and you slow down for half a second right. to try to adjust or be like, "Oh, this is happening over yeah. here,"
1: oh, I'm landed on somebody. Who gives a fuck? You're gonna I mean, get,
0: that. you're gonna get submitted. You're gonna yeah. get put in a bad position or something. Yeah, it's like you never stop rolling.
1: Yeah, that and at, at that that same situation, and then apply it to like somebody coming into just work technique. It's not they don't do that. Like they come in and work technique at like noon. Mm-hmm. But then, like later on that night, they're rolling. It's not like a guy, a hobbyist guy, was like, Oh, I'm not going to roll this week. Right. And you're like, Why? Oh, I don't know. I'm like, Okay.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> people do that. They don't want to roll. Sometimes they do. Like, I'll have people come in and, like, they'll do, like, so, like, the way Brian Brian runs it. So, Brian's from, like, an Iowa wrestling background. So, Brian runs his classes very similar to, like, a wrestling practice where we work one position and then we positional spar that position a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's part of class. And so what will happen is you'll, those guys will get like their two positional rounds in, like all oh, today we're finishing the single leg. So everybody start the single leg, finish single leg, try not to get single legged. So they'll do that, and they're like, "All right, that's enough training for me. I'm going. I'm heading off." And I'm like, "That was class, bro. Now we got. To, now we're training." Yeah. And I was like, "That was technique work. Now we're training." And right. Like, nah, nah, I rolled, and I was like, "You didn't though." No,
0: you didn't. <laughs> all right, man. Do what
1: you want to do. You yeah, know, that's I mean, cool.
0: You got some situational goes in. Yeah, That's not the same.
1: It sucks every now and then, like, I'll have, like, a day where, like, I'm like, yeah, fucking, I'm training hard today. And I'll come in, and it's, like, all new people. You know what I mean? But, like, that's also on me to help those new people out and, like, get them to that point to where, you know, they can do, they can give me the hard rounds that I need them to and yeah. things like that. So, it's a little give and take, you know. Yeah. It, it's, sometimes, I like, it, it, like, makes me go, like, ah, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then sometimes, I'm like, all right, I'm, you know, I'm here. That's my job in the in the gym as like one of the instructors to help these people out, you know, things like that. Yeah. It's a
0: process to get yeah. somebody like, it is just, just competent enough to just do jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, uh, yeah. Cause like, I can teach you, I can teach you some of these positions. I can, so you have, you have to teach them just a lot. Actually. You have to yeah. teach them the positions. You have to teach them like, okay, you gotta be able to shrimp. I gotta be able to teach you how to, re, to kind of shrimp and retain your guard. I gotta teach you how to pass this guard. Teach you a sweep and maybe a couple of submissions. All right, now you have a, a basic foundation yeah. to kind
1: of go do this thing. And also how to how to roll is yeah. something that a lot of people don't teach, but they should. Like. Yeah,
0: they don't even know like what's the objective or yeah. how to do this, right? Yeah. So, so you have to like just get them to a very basic level just to even start this thing. Yeah, so it's like now I can start teaching you jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah,
1: now you know you got the building blocks. Now yeah. we can start putting stuff on top of it. But, yeah, so, like, but some days, like, I'll be, like, kind of beat up, you know, when I'm sore, and I'll walk into the gym, and, like, it'll be all new people, and I'm, like, I'm just going to go home because, like, resting is also a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So, I'll tell Brian, like, yeah, hey, I'm going to, you know, like, I'll watch glass for a minute and help out, and then I'm going to dip out. And he's, yeah. like, all right, man, cool, whatever. Yeah.
0: Do you do a lot for recovery or? Uh,
1: So, we have a chiropractor at the gym that works on me, um, and he helps me out once a week, and then I have, I do, like, cryo and, like, sauna once a week so that helps out a lot and then other than that i just like take easier days yeah So like saturday is an easier day for me so like i'll i'll go train or like sometimes i won't even train on saturdays i'll go to the gym and i'll like do like a private lesson or Mm -hmm. i'll go to the gym and i'll like work on technique and then i'll just go home for the rest of the night and i'll sit on the couch and just relax or do whatever with the family and relax yeah um but other than that just like cryo massages like in uh chiropractor things like that yeah massages are amazing they're the best I had a really good massage therapist and she broke her back oh shit but she was like it's hard to get like you probably know it's hard to get people to actually dig in deep on you Mm -hmm. like like people (laughs) were like oh I'm gonna hurt you like I promise you you're not you will not not. I was like please get the jackhammer out and just go to work on my (laughs) spine like she was really good uh, only thing about her is that she talked a lot mm. and like, so that was the only big thing I had with her, but she was really good. But then she broke her back. I've so. always had a hard time
0: with, um, like female, uh, uh, what's, what's the term? Uh, masseuse, masseuse, yeah. massage therapists. Yeah. Um, like their hands are never strong enough. Yeah to like dig in it's like i need fucking strong ass hands i usually have dudes give me massages just because their hands are stronger
1: even then like it's just like you got to find the right person that just is not gonna be like oh i'm hurting you like no you're not trust me
0: dude i had this one guy i thought he was gonna hurt me
1: (laughs) (laughs) i bet it was a great massage though
0: it did i felt great afterwards but he did this thing that no one had ever done before which makes me question everybody else now actually (laughs) because he like reached up underneath my scapula and like kind of like put pressure on the muscle like under the scapula yeah. and bro <laughs> that hurt so bad <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he put some pressure kind of like through here in my shoulder yeah. and i'm like fuck bro i think you're about to i've had surgery on the shoulder i'm like i think you're about to tear my shit and he's not he's not going to i know he's not going yeah. to but that's how bad the pain was and afterwards i felt really good yeah it's
1: probably all super knotted up it was dude yeah. i've
0: really knotted up like muscles in my back.
1: I've had um, I've had a herniated disc in my back like toward like right in between my shoulder blades for the last few years. and so like what it does is it fires off into that muscle right next to it oh, and shit. so that muscle in my, my right shoulder is just always like this. So with that lady being out of commission, I've been having my chiropractor scrape me. And that's been doing wonders. Really? Oh man, it's great. He gets in there with the the like he like puts biofreeze down, and then takes the metal and just and jams it. Oh in dude, there. it's great. It's amazing. Oh nice. It's the best. And I got one of those hook things too. And so like I'll sit at home like on a bad day yeah, just and I will sit, yeah, sit there and watch TV and I just work on it.
0: Do you ever do um like foam rolling or anything like yeah. that with like a lacrosse ball or anything? Yeah, I do kind that like usually. A... I do that
1: usually before like I train every day. I yeah. always throw it out, pull it out, and just before class starts roll my back out and things like that yeah but yeah the the ball right on that spot works a lot too because it, it literally is just and that's what my doctor told me he's like yeah it's just gonna fire into that and it's gonna cramp up all the time really and i was like oh that sucks do
0: you do anything <laughs> for like decompression to maybe fix that i
1: probably could i probably should start doing that
0: yeah, like an inversion table or some shit
1: we have uh one of those things you put on your head and kind of hang from the door on mm-hmm. i probably should do that yeah
0: where's it at where's this pinched where's, where's the pinched nerve uh, is it like up in your neck where that would help or is it,
1: it's like directly down in between my shoulder blades. Okay. Like where that spine, like the, I can't remember. It's like C whatever, but it's like literally right in the middle of my shoulder blades.
0: Oh really? Yeah. So what your cervical spine is like C1 through C7. I think yeah. is what it goes through. So probably one of those lower yeah. cervicals. Yeah. It's
1: one of those lower ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, was, I was, when I was a purple boss, I was training with this, like in Vegas, I was training with this black belt. He's like this young kid. He's like 20 something. He's really good. He's having a hard time with my guard, so he, like, picked me up and, like, went to stack me, but essentially power-bombed me on my neck. Oh, shit. And I was like, damn, dog, you could have just had the pass. <laughs> <laughs> Try to make you paralyzed, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, well, like, that night is when I really started feeling it. I thought, like, I thought I just had, like, a cramped muscle. You know, like, it really hurt. And so I was like, i was getting a massage when I get back to Missouri. And then I, the day I got back, I was training, um, me and Tyler King were drilling something and I went to go under his head with my arm. My arm just fell limp. Oh, shit. And my, my doc, my chiropractor does jujitsu and he was there and he was like, uh, he was like, we should look at that. Yeah. And I was like, I can't move my arm. <laughs> yeah. Fuck
0: the pinched nerves are no, like no bueno. Yeah.
1: So like he, he said there's like a pinched nerve up my shoulder blade too from the same thing. He said so like every time I go in there, he just like puts like extra work into those two spots and really yeah. helps. It's fucking wild, man. This sucks getting old. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> terrible. Fucking I think about I think about that dude every day. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, just power bombing me. I
0: think about that kind of shit, too. Like, anytime I get hurt, I'll think about the moment. I'm like, if it wasn't for that one moment, like, why did, <laughs> I, <laughs> like why did I go do that roll? Or, like, why didn't I tap there? Or whatever. Yeah. The case. It's like, fuck. Why did this dude have to be a douchebag and yeah, he stack you up? Yeah, fucking
1: literally, like, picked me up off the ground and then, it's like, all body weight down right. to the stack. Right, and somewhere. that was
0: with the purpose. Yes. Like, why else would you pick somebody up?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if he like meant to do it like that, but he definitely picked me up. Well, I'm saying definitely he meant came to back do back. it He's being a dick. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Fuck. But it was it was wild, man. I was like, oh like I literally thought like it was just like a pulled muscle, so I like was like rubbing it in Vegas and like it was just never getting better and yeah. I was like, Oh, I need to see somebody. Yeah, that shit sucks. Yeah. And then turns out it was my fucking spine <laughs> yeah
0: body just breaks down it. yeah it sucks it doing, sucks getting old yeah doing a hard sport while you're at it
1: just getting beat up yeah why's your body hurt that's oh, my job <laughs>
0: it's gonna hurt regardless though really yes i mean if you're not if you don't do anything you're just gonna be a fat slob who yeah. hurts anyway
1: yeah i was listening to bisping on joe rogan on the way down here and that's what he talked about he was like yeah he's like it's there's nothing you can do about it your body's gonna go through some shit well, he's an exception. Yeah. <laughs> that fucker's blind in one eye? Yeah, that's wild as fuck, bro. <laughs> he fought 10 fights lying to the doctors. What? Like, how did...
0: Oh, my God. That guy's insane.
1: Yeah, that's wild as fuck. Yeah,
0: I haven't listened to that conversation, but... Uh, it's pretty good,
1: but they do, they talk in depth about his the things he had to do to lie about his eye. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's wild, yeah. wild I've heard
0: him talk about that some, but, um, yeah, I can only imagine the things that he actually had to do.
1: Yeah, it was... He wanted it, though. It was some high-level... Uh, uh, buffoonery really? <laughs> to get to get his eye passed by the doctors, yeah, that's oh, wild. Shit, I'm gonna have to listen to it.
0: It's good. I'm gonna have to listen to it. I don't,
1: I don't listen to Rogan all that much, but like usually when the fighters are on or the jiu jitsu guys are on, I'll take a listen to really? it. Really, those
0: are the guys I always skip. <laughs> 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 just being honest, dude. Like those guys, comedians, I usually skip them.
1: Um, I, I skip I, the comedians a lot.
0: Yeah, some comedians I'll listen to just because they are, they'll, they'll offer some actually pretty insightful shit. Yeah. Um, but um I listen to I usually listen to just a lot of the things I can learn from. A lot of the health and wellness guys. Yeah, I listen to a lot of those guys too. A lot of the doctors. Um I lo- stopped
1: I stopped listening to a lot of the doctors over the past two years. I just got tired of hearing about COVID all the fucking time. Yeah. I was like, dude, no I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Like some it just especially in the beginning. Like in the beginning I kinda listened to it some some of the virologists that he have on and, yeah. and different things and then I uh I definitely actually Focusing on my podcast I really stopped listening to Rogan for quite a bit actually that makes sense and then I would kind of cherry pick different things yeah. I like to listen to him as like a study
1: yeah that makes sense because
0: I don't do he's so masterful at yeah. the way he just has a conversation with yeah. people so I like to listen for that he's
1: the best at it for sure like he I mean that's why he's like the biggest podcast in the world yeah and he's just yeah. he's
0: just so able he's just able to just talk to so many different types of people yeah. and the way he'll he'll ask questions even if he knows the answer or whatever the case may be. Um is I so I like to learn. Yeah. Like so there's that. But um yeah, I don't know. There's there's just certain really it's, like dude, his fucking his fucking conversation he had with uh I always fuck up the guy's name. <laughs> Hold on. I don't wanna fuck this up. To the Google. I don't duck, DuckDuckGo bro, I don't fuck Google. <laughs> DuckDuckGo is good too. <laughs> <laughs> to the DuckDuckGo. Uh J R E. It's like I don't know why I can't remember this fucking guy's name. It should be an easy one to to remember because it's such a hard name. To it's not not hard to pr- pronounce, but it's 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 hard to say to remember for me to say. I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying that right, Cody. Just, <laughs> I'm, just I'm just an idiot. I get what you're saying. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I picked it out. Oh shit! I don't talk very well. I should just quit this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasts. What was the subject on? Um, kind of like so. This guy is uh, he was essentially a, a terrorist, and he, oh, I know exactly. You know what where, about?
1: Yes, I listened to that too. That was a good. Listener. Yeah, and yeah. he
0: talked about like infiltrating cabinets and yes. kind of nothing was like you know violent, but um, I want to. But that was just a really good yeah fucking that, conversation. So I'm kind of listening to different world. Yes. Things like that right now. Um, I did listen to Peter McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone. Yeah. Um, just I just just things I can learn from. I'm. I think he just had. Um, I can't think of the guy's name now. I like Dakota listen. Meyer. I think he just yeah. had on. I might check that one out. Stuff guys like that. I'll listen to different things. Like I really want to hear their perspective, but I'll also listen to. He had a security specialist on. And It was actually one of the hardest conversations for me to like get through because the guy was just one hard to listen to.
1: Was that the uh, anti-smartphone guy? Yeah, probably. Yes, yeah, yeah,
0: doctor or something or other. I got like ten minutes into that. It was tough. Dude. Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough one. <laughs> it like, was a slog. Like I turned it off and then I turned it back on. And I finally just sat through it and got some okay information on it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dude, it was it was a hard one to listen to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I usually listen to like. Uh, the ones I won't miss are like when he has like experts in like really fringe fields on. Yeah. Uh, like the mushroom guy, I really like the mushroom guy. Which one is that? He's, he always wears like a fucking hat man. Oh, out Paul of, Stamets. Yes, yeah, dude. I love that guy. Yeah, those kind of guys. The ancient civilization guys, like they could be bullshit and I'll still listen to him. Yeah, it's he just his just, just fun stuff. Talking Nelson, about
0: uh uh Randall Carlson, he just had him. Yep. On. Yeah, dude. Yep. Those guys, I love listening to those guys. Why am I I'm on spotify.com. I searched Joe Rogan. It was a – And it doesn't
1: – I listened to that on the way back from that older thing in Springfield. Which one? The uh, the guy that was – he was like the former extremist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, it was I, – I don't know why I'm so bad uh, at searching I can't remember this. his name either. See, if I had my phone, I could just pull it up. But why – so I'm on podcast,
1: and I want to know why. Maybe they haven't updated their website because, like, everybody's usually on their phone listening to Spotify.
0: Bro, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I type in Joe Rogan. It gives me an artist, but it doesn't. I mean, what if I go Joe Rogan Experience? Nope, it still gives me top results. Joe Rogan as an artist. That's so fucking weird. Okay, but then if I go to Podcast, then it, that's so weird. Never mind me. Either way. Um, (laughs) What's this guy's fucking name?
1: I'll pull out my phone and we'll look. You're going to beat me? Maybe. You probably will. Maybe they removed it too. I don't know. He was talking crazy about COVID, so he might have took it off.
0: I don't think... Do they remove shit from... Hello, friends. Majid Nawaz. Yeah, you're way faster than me. Why am I? Oh, yeah, here it is. Majid Nawaz. Uh, yeah, here
1: yeah.
0: We... <laughs> yeah, that was a fucking great one.
1: Yeah, that was really good.
0: Yeah, and then right before him was this infectious disease one, which with this Michael
1: Osterholm. Well, he, he was the first guy he had on about COVID.
0: He, yes, he was. So I was listening to this conversation, and it was actually a very rough conversation to listen to. Yeah. Did you listen to it? Yeah. What was your take on
1: it? Uh, I try not to like, when like whatever doctors come on, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about like mm-hmm. that. Like he had some things that like I, uh, I was like, oh, hey, yeah, that makes sense. And he had some things that are like way over my head. Yeah. So I was just trying to take it all in. Yeah. And then what I usually try to do is I'll go to like some comment section or something and yeah. hopefully somebody will clear the woods for me, but on that one no one did. Everybody just arguing about it. So I was like, oh okay, whatever.
0: Well the thing that stuck out to me the most was when he even commented on it, then it was just how many times he kept fucking saying, I don't know. Yeah. Like he didn't want to to me it seemed like he didn't want to actually answer any questions.
1: Well you also I, I
0: Which is I understand I, like you gotta you gotta be measured. Yeah. But it just seemed like there were certain things that was asked about things that we actually now have information yeah. about that he didn't want to address. And the key one was for example like like the lab leak yeah. idea. Like he didn't he kind of like wanted to like tiptoe around that and yeah. just like never give like a definitive like yeah, I think. Yeah. Or it was just always very measured
1: and I kind of appreciate that a little bit. I can appreciate because that because like if he really didn't know mm-hmm. and he's just not sticking his fucking foot in his mouth. Yeah. That's nice cuz like sometimes Here's my issue with some of the people that go on Rogan is that they'll start talking about things they're not experts in their field on, and they'll just spout bullshit. That happens, too. It happens a lot. That happens, too. So whereas like a hey, I don't know would have sufficed, but they just start rambling on. We should say I don't know
0: more often. Yeah, you're I right. agree. I
1: agree. You're right. There's nothing wrong with not knowing.
0: There, No, you're right.
1: But somebody like that, though, some of that stuff he should have known. Some about, of the
0: stuff he should have yeah. known, or it's like, well – Most of us already – it's like, okay, I think – I can't think of the exact example, but there was a couple things in there where it was like, all right, maybe you don't know, like, in a very literal sense, like, you don't know, like, firsthand, but there has been information that has, like, come out that gives you a pretty good fucking Uh, idea. And he'll be like, I don't know about Uh, that, so I can't really say. It's like, but we have a pretty good fucking idea, dude. (laughs) Other
1: people have let it known.
0: So, but no, yeah. Either way, you gotta really, really pick and fucking choose. Yeah, I he just, I just, I just, I'm trying to get to this level, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you keep up? How do you keep up? Yeah, and he's he's knocking him out all
1: the time, dude. Dude, dude. How do you? You're doing good though. What number are you on now?
0: This will be two. 29 or 230 I Hell think yeah, That's a good number bro It's decent I'm just gonna uh, keep doing it I'm not it, gonna dude. stop we're, yeah. we're just gonna keep on rolling I mean
1: You got good guests on dude You guys talk about cool stuff I know I got you on here Hopefully buddy. I'm not the most boring You're month. the best <laughs> Fucking guest bro All those <laughs> other guys
0: suck Yeah fuck those I I'll never tell them that
1: Especially Chaz <laughs> Fuck Chaz
0: no, I'm just kidding Who Chaz. is Chaz Yeah who's Chaz has he even been on the show? Yes.
1: <laughs> I was kidding. I love Chaz. No, Chaz is a great guy, but dude. I know he's going to listen to this, so I got to get the fuck Chaz in there. <laughs> uh, fucking Chaz. No,
0: I like Chaz a lot. Chaz yeah. is always a really cool dude. Yeah, that's super nice. He's fucking crushing it with his Twitch.
1: Yeah, he's doing great, man. Why don't that's you do awesome. Twitch, bro? I'm not good enough at games.
0: Dude, you are a fucking gamer. Don't lie. <laughs> Here's the problem I always
1: get people uh, that like say, hey, you should do this or you should do this. I'm doing Jiu Jitsu so much, man. And it's like, you know, I don't really have time to yeah. do all that stuff. And then if I add another activity in there, my girlfriend will stab me in my sleep because I'm really busy. And well, you, already, get... you
0: already play games anyway, though.
1: I play games while she's at work. <laughs> That's when you
0: just throw on the camera and just let them watch you. you just talk some shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get it. Who needs I'd, one more thing, though? I would be cussing at games, man. People
0: get mad at me. Bro, listen, I'll be up here. I'll just hear a random fuck come out of nowhere, and it's my kids watching YouTube of some fucking guy playing a game.
1: <laughs> like they're so invested in the other guy playing the game. That's what kids love.
0: It's they all, true. They all love it. They all love it. Bro, you might as well take advantage of what you're already doing. No, I might.
1: Uh, why not? I tried streaming like during COVID when we were super locked down. Yeah. And then, like, it's it just. Your shit. I just don't think I did it right. <laughs> like, it never really worked out for me. Oh, because you did it for a few months during COVID and it didn't work out.
0: That's well, like, well, like <laughs> uh, did that with jujitsu. Right. <laughs> did it for a few months. Didn't work out. Well, like
1: <laughs> Just quit. I was doing it wrong, so it like wasn't like recording all that well. And mm-hmm. then like I don't think my computer was good enough to do both. So, yeah. So I have a better computer now, so I probably could. But you could also. That's, the... that's a lot of work.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you got you got your focus. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah. What's the What's the game of choice right now?
1: Um, I I play Magic the Gathering. Almost every day, okay. Like I play that. They have a, a game called Magic Arena you can play on the computer, and then I just picked up Elden Ring, but I haven't started playing it yet. What's Elden Ring? Elden Ring is like a Dark Souls type game. Oh shit, that be yeah. tight. Yeah, so it's supposed to be super hard.
0: Are you a, are you a PC guy? Like you yeah. play it all on the computer? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: I have an Xbox, but I usually mostly use it for like stream stuff. Or I'll play Madden every once in a while. Yeah, every great while. So
0: you're not on like the PlayStation or the Xbox. No. It's you're like a classic gamer. Yeah, bro. PC gamer. I
1: have a I have a Switch that I take with me, like when I travel, uh-huh. just so I can do something while I'm fucking yeah. sitting on the hotel board as fuck. But other than that, it's just all PC gaming.
0: Nintendo's are always cool.
1: Yeah. Do you do you build your computer? Did you build it? Uh, are you into it like that? So my uncle is a hardcore gamer. Mm. And he's always updating his computer, so I have his old one. You get all the secondhand stuff. I get the secondhand computer. It's yeah. all good enough. He hooks me up. It's super good. It still always plays the best. Like it's a really good. It's like most people's like best computer they've ever had. Yeah. But since he's always updating his shit all the time, it's all shit to him. Yeah. He's like, he's like <laughs> hey, I'm getting a new computer. You want my old one? I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. It's like, bro, you just got one a month ago. <laughs> That's literally what I told him. <laughs> he's like, I'm giving you my computer for Christmas. I'm like, isn't that thing brand fucking new? He's like, No, nah, it's old. It's old now. He's like, you don't realize how fast tech ages. <laughs> I'm not like, fair but I yeah. mean he
0: is right he is if you're like on the cutting edge a, a three month old computer might as well probably be a dinosaur to yeah. those guys yeah but to me
1: yeah to me <laughs> or I just want to play the card game and play offline games it works great yeah <laughs> it yeah. works perfectly dude so match the
0: gathering huh yeah were you a World of Warcraft guy back in the day
1: no mm. uh I played it a little bit, but never like hardcore I actually got when I was a teenager I got into this online game called Ultima Online it was like the first like big massive multiplayer online game okay I got into that heavy and then world of warcraft came out and people jumped ship from that to that and I played World of warcraft for a little bit but not not crazy long okay and then I got into so I've been like a nerd my whole life so like clearly yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like I play when I was Before I moved to Florida, I was playing hella Magic the Gathering all the time. Like, almost as much as I was doing jiu-jitsu. Because it was easier to do after partying. So, (laughs) jiu-jitsu, do not do do jiu-jitsu the day after you party. It's not a good idea. (laughs) But I would play, I got really good at Magic the Gathering that way. And then kind of when I hit, like, my, like, quarter-life crisis where I was like, man, I'm fucking doing jack shit I needed like it was either do jiu-jitsu full-time or do magic the gathering full-time and I picked jiu-jitsu because I had more fun doing it but I still play magic like all the time really yeah
0: can you do people make money doing that
1: they used to there's like a big stink about like uh the company that owns magic the gathering wizards of the coast they took like 75 percent of the money from like the tournament scene
0: whoa they're like the ufc yes they keep all the money yeah 100% right 100% (laughs) right so
1: like you can make so like what you're talking about streaming all the big money makers and magic are all just streaming now yeah i bet the tournament scene is essentially nothing now it's dead
0: yeah man i had a guy on the podcast i used to work with him named cameron um i can't think of his last name at the moment
1: goes by german luger
0: uh, but he's a fucking hardcore like gamer, travels, goes to tournaments, and, uh, and that whole scene. Yeah. And uh, I didn't realize how big of a scene Huge. that is. Huge. It's fucking massive, dude. Yeah. I mean, you can make a lot of money going to win these tournaments, unless the tournament keeps all the money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, like, they they did this thing to where... So, it used to be, like, where you would have to do a series of tournaments, all which you can win money on, and to get to, like, the World Championship, or what they call, like, the Grand Prix. And so... That's how they did it. You had to get a bunch of points. You qualify, things like that. Um, not unsimilar to like like a judo or wrestling, you know. So now what they do is they have like these online invitationals that they can run for free. They don't have to have people there. And if you win, you don't win any money for that. And if you win that, you'll get like 16 people get invited to this like one big one where you can actually you get like the, like the big tag, win a million dollars. But, like, when you compare that to what people were making full-time competing at this beforehand, it's, like, not even comparable. Really? Yeah, so they took, like, all that away. Shit. Yeah, it sucks. So
0: that's why people have to go to
1: streaming. Yeah, now now all the big money makers are all streaming and shit like that, so. Damn, dude. Yeah, it sucks. Greedy motherfuckers. It is, and they had, like, their best year ever. Like, the year they took all the money away, they had, like, their best fiscal year ever. Really? <laughs> yeah, so everybody, oh, was shit. Like, everybody was like, what the fuck? <laughs>
0: got to fucking pour it back into the community, dude. Yeah, they don't
1: do that shit. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, man, I play I play a lot of Dungeons & Dragons, too. Okay. So I'm a fucking nerd. I'm the most hardcore nerd ever. So, <laughs> yeah. dude,
0: that shit... Here's the thing, man. I've always liked that shit. Yeah. I just never got into, like, playing that shit. Yeah. Here's the thing. Dude. I'm, I might as well be... So my 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 daughter we found out is is she's like on the on the spectrum yeah and but it's not so much so like she's not severe like if I didn't tell you you might not know yeah so my fiance she's super observant and after because like I guess we've been together going on seven years now but like she's super observant like me and the kids and stuff and knowing what she knows about Addison and then like observing me sometimes sometimes I feel like I'm on the spectrum and she's <laughs> right? and sometimes she's like I think maybe you are and I say that because. I never really got into like playing those games, but like yeah. I'm so into like just the idea of, like stories and fantasies. Yes. And dude, I can watch the same fucking movie probably like 20 times same. and be just as interested as the in the story as the first time. Yeah, And this it's it's like crazy how like I can do that, and that's kind of like a trait. I bring that up because that's kind of like a trait of people usually like on the spectrum. They can mm-hmm. usually enjoy something they like can get that. Get
1: hyper focused on over and over
0: yeah. and over, and it's like at the same time the first time, and that's kind of how I am. So I'm just into like. Like mythology and and like that whole fantasy world. I didn't get into the games, but I fucking love that shit. Dude, dude.
1: I'm, I'm the same way. It's like we have this. We meet twice a month with the same D D group. We've had the same D and D group since I was like 16. Oh, that's cool. It's like my mom's ex boyfriend's brother <laughs> was like, "Hey, man, I play this game called D D. You ever heard?" Of it? I was like, "Yeah." So we started playing it, and then so it's like his whole world that he built. All that shit. And really? Dude, we've been doing that since I was fucking 16 years old. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah. I, Even when I lived in Florida, I, I, would, I would Skype in. Really? And we would fucking play like that, yeah. That's dope as shit, yeah. dude. It's pretty rad.
0: My mom had a friend, and uh her friend had a son, and I was friends with her son, and yeah. he had an uncle, so her brother. And his. so my friend's uncle would play Dungeons and Dragons with his friends, like in the basement. Yeah. And like, I didn't know what they were playing, but I, I'd watch them and they'd have like, this this little table out and they'd have like these these books and they would have these things and they're sitting there like rolling. And they're like, Oh, okay. And I, this, this memory sticks out so fucking like it was yesterday in my mind. And this guy's like, all right. So me is like, maybe like something, this guy in this elf or something is like, we're, we're over here like pissing on the side of a, of a <laughs> pyramid or something. Like he's just like telling the story about yeah. the shit that they're doing I'm like, this just seems so cool, this game. I didn't know what it was at the time. I now yeah. know they're playing, They're probably playing Dungeons & Dragons or something yeah. similar. Maybe it wasn't Dungeons yeah. & Dragons, but something similar. And uh, I was like, man, that's just, just it's so cool. I just never got into the games, but it's just such a Missing fucking out. cool-ass world.
1: You got to come down and play one day. I should. Dude.
0: <laughs> I fucking should. But then that's the, that's where I'm like, time.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the exact same thing. It's like ah oh, damn. That's why we, we used to play we used to play every week, but now like, you know, everybody got older and got families and ships, now we play every other week to mm. kinda like fit in the time and stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah. There's some guys at Saint Charles MMA who
0: they play, I don't know what the game's called, but, like, some sort of fantasy game. Where they'll get together every now and then. Yeah. They'll all play it. And uh, one of the guys, like, reached out to me. And, like, he's like, hey, you, like, I don't know if you're into this kind of, like, dorky shit or not. But I was like, yeah, I totally am. Like, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. And um, whatever. I think it was, like, a day I had my kids. And I got super preoccupied with them. And then before I know it, I think I was, like, an hour late. He's like, hey, are you still coming? <laughs> like, I'm, oh, yeah, fuck. I'm like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Like, I'm not gonna make it. And, like, I got also my brother actually ended up coming up like last minute. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's so my little, I have a little brother. He's he just turned 22, he's in the National Guard. And, um, I think he just like dropped in on me like last minute. He's like, Hey, I need to, I have drill this weekend. Do you mind if I stay with you? He actually just hit me up this morning.
2: (laughs) Same shit, (laughs) same shit. He's like, dude,
0: he's like, man, I was like, sorry, I meant to hit you up sooner. He goes, Uh, I'm, I'm shipping out for a week for like a, a, like a training or some shit I leave early Thursday can I crash with you tonight I'm like yeah of course it's no big deal like I think he I gave the fucker a key like just come right. over but it was like one of those deals he just showed up last minute so I missed it the whole point yeah. is just time I got preoccupied it'd be like that sometimes I know like, even
1: then like we played Sunday and it was the first time I played in like a month because I was like yeah. competing and doing the whole other thing and all that shit so like, I didn't get to play but yeah, pissed me off.
0: You you'd be surprised the people that are. So we were talking a little bit. About Julius and Julius is in that group. Yeah. It's like Julius and um, this fighter named Jackson McVeigh and just, uh, just like a few of the fighters and shit. And it's like, all you nerdy ass, <laughs> 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 all you nerdy ass killers. Like <laughs> that's why I tell people all the time. I'm like
1: I'm like you think like jiu-jitsu is full of like jock types, but it's not. It's all fucking it nerds and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just a whole bunch of dorks. Yeah, you
0: just like you just like this thing, this challenge. Yeah. Yeah, that's man.
1: Because it. it's it's just. Like I said earlier, like a lot of it pulls a lot of different people out because it can be, you know, whatever to whoever, you know what I mean. Whatever you want to make it, that's what jiu-jitsu is to people. Yeah, it's true. Yep.
0: Yeah, legitimately the best community you'll probably ever yes. find. Yes. I mean, you'll you'll find people from all walks of life. Yep. From like the the high school kid who just wants to make some friends, or like even just somebody who's like later in life who just wants to make some friends, maybe not very popular or have much experience, to a person who could have done it all you know what i mean like in everything in between you have plumbers and doctors and lawyers and carpenters and fucking name it dude yeah and it's like they're
1: all there 90 percent of the people in jiu-jitsu i think are very good people because like even like it's like a douchebag comes to class he can't handle he's getting beat up all the time so he doesn't stick around now every once in a while Mm -hmm. one of those motherfuckers sneaks through and they (laughs) they (laughs) hang out there for a while yeah but for the most part man i can't i can't say enough good things about like The jujitsu community. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. One hundred percent, dude. I mean, how many places can you go? I know there's been times I've gone in there smelling like weed, and I've rolled some of my cop friends. (laughs) (laughs) They've been pretty cool about it. Oh no, it's uh,
1: it's my deodorant. (laughs) I'm glad you guys like me. (laughs) Don't pull me over when I leave here. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) For real, dude. But it's just such a cool fucking. This, like thing to be a part of yeah
1: it's it's crazy i yeah. tell people all the time it's the i tell people like if you want to network for your business join join your local jiu gym for real yeah yeah it'll help out
0: i often go to like that community if i ever need something first yeah like when we remodeled the house like i went to the gym it's like all right who do i know who can do this or this and this
1: yeah the exact same for essentially anything i need like yeah. i don't really need all that much mm-hmm. but like i'll be like Oh, my car's fucking up. I'm like, who's a mechanic at the gym? <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm like, yeah, dude, where's your shop at? I'll drive over. And a lot of times, I'm like, no, nah, I'll just bring that shit here, dude. Fuck all that. And I'm like, all right, dude, whatever you want to do. Tight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. But yeah, it's like a, a super insulated community that like everybody's just normally super willing to help out yeah. everybody else, which is good.
0: Yeah, for the most part, right? Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. Dude, how fast did you eat your black belt? Like six years, five years?
1: Uh, seven. Seven years. Seven years. Yeah,
0: so you just you jumped head first. Right into obviously you already you're almost a black belt in judo when you started jujitsu yeah right and then you just been fucking going hard so last seven years yeah
1: so really the last five white to blue I kind of fucked around a lot I was partying all the time trying to figure out whether yeah yeah. and then I moved to Florida and when I was in Florida I really got serious that's when I started getting super serious and I got my purple belt and then Brian offered me the job in Cape so I moved back to Missouri okay and then. He was like, Hey, you know, stipulate you gotta do everything I say. You know, like, I'm gonna, you wanna win a world championship? We gotta do all this. And then from then on, that's really like, so five years ago was when I really started. Like That getting, was the switch. That was the switch for okay. me. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you were here, you went to Alabama. Yep. And then you came back to here. Yeah. And then you went to Florida. Yeah. And now you were here training under Brian, and then you went to Florida. Yes. And you continued to train under Gracie Umida. Yep. Down there. Got it. Okay. What took you to
1: Florida? So, I, uh, I was in the, this big, like, downward spiral of partying and DJing all the time. And I got, like, super depressed. Because, like, I don't know if you've ever been around people that, like, spend every night, like, downtown at bars and stuff. But they're not surrounded by the best people all the time. So, I had, like, a bunch of, like, friends. Like, what at the time, I would call friends. They weren't really friends. They were just hanging out because I was partying all the time and shit like that. So, I got, I got super depressed about that. And then... It got like real bad one day, and I tried to hang myself in my closet, oh, and I broke the rack. The rack broke.
0: Cause you're fat.
1: Yeah, cause I was fat. <laughs> That's exactly right. You're
0: not even fat enough to kill yourself. Yeah, <laughs> dude.
1: So it broke that, and then like my best friend Jeff had just moved down there. Um, not that long, ago, not long before that. I want to say like a year or two before that. And I just, you know, I broke down and called him, and I told him what happened. He was like, dude, just fuck that, move down here. You know, like, get away from all that shit. He's like, you're not going to get away from that unless you really get away from it. There's not, like, you can't fucking take, like, a week sabbatical. Yeah. Just fucking pack your shit up move down there. So I was like, all right. So he talked me into it. I packed all my shit up, fucking drove down to Florida, got a job, um, like, doing kayak tour guides and shit like that. And That's like, cool. Yeah, so I really only had, like, like I dj a little bit down there, but it was like once every like six months. Or yeah. Something like
0: that. You just wanted to be out of that scene. Yeah. That dude. entire thing. It was terrible. Thing.
1: Like I was literally partying and DJing every night, every yeah. fucking night. But like when I was in Florida, I was like, all right, man, I got some money saved up. Um, I can join a jiu-jitsu gym. And so I went to this place that was by our house, and the guy was never there. The guy that owned it was never there. He had like a purple belt teaching. So I would try to sign up, and uh, he was like, no, oh, I can't sign you up, I gotta wait till he's back, you know, and he never showed up. Uh, I did this for like a week straight. And so we were um uh, uh out one night and I saw a guy with a Grace have shirt on and I asked him, I was like, Hey, are you from here? And he's like, Yeah, I was like, Do you train a Grace Humida gym here? And he's like, yeah. Cause the place didn't have any any website. So I Google Grace Humida Fort Myers. No oh, And there is no was website. Yeah. So he took me there and like I just I was like, Hey, I got all this money saved up, I'd like to sign up for the year and so after that I got like super into jujitsu and Nice. like i was already super into it but i started taking it serious right
0: that was the difference right there
1: yeah and then like after about a year of that i kind of just like man i kind of just want to do this for a living and so i expressed that to brian a couple times before that and then one day he was just like hey man you want to come up and help me run the gym gym getting too big for me to run by myself you know i'm fucking at the end of my rope here like just burning the candle at both ends you want to move up here And i was like hey it's all right. be up here next week Nice. Okay, So I packed my shit back up, nice. <laughs> fucking drove overnight.
0: <laughs> yeah. But you got a nice little reset. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: It was so like, I always say this to a lot of people, man, like moving to Florida while I wasn't there for that long, best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Cause like, if I wouldn't have done that. I either would not be here anymore or I would still be fucking partying. I'd be the 33 year old dude at the party DJing, being a fucking weirdo.
0: And that might still lead you to not being here anymore. Yes. Yeah. I, I guarantee it would have been. It's yeah. not a sustainable no, lifestyle. No, it
1: sucks, dude. And then towards the end of that, man, I was getting real bad. Like I was like, really? Like partying to like 5 a.m. Every day. How hard day. were you
0: partying? Like, like. Super hard. Is it just like, what kind of. Were you we doing like crazy drugs?
1: No. Uh, Were
0: you just like, is it? Is it just the constant, like, super late? I was drinking a crazy lot. Crazy drinking, just.
1: Drinking a lot. I did, like, yeah. hard drugs a couple times. Like, I remember I did, um, so we had, like, <laughs> this is a funny story. We had, uh, we have a famous, ba- I'm not going to name them, a famous basketball player and a famous football player that are from the area that I'm from. Okay. And one off-season, they both came into this bar I was DJing the sorority party, and they came in. And the dude comes up, the basketball player comes up, and he's like, hey, man, where are the white girls at? I'm like, we got a sorority party, dog. There's hella white girls everywhere. That's (laughs) all only thing to here. He's like, that's not what I'm talking about, bro. Mm. And I was like, oh, Mm. shit. And so he, uh, you know, he, like, went and found He's like, hey, man, you're the DJ. You want to do some coke with us? And I was like, no. He's like, don't be a bitch. I was like, oh, fuck it, whatever. There's a fucking professional basketball player here, dude. Fuck it. So me and this – pro football player that was also from the same area. We just did it and it went a crazy night we ended up at the strip club that I worked at and, you know, fucking a wild ass night. And then, uh, that was the only time I ever did coke up. I'll never do it again. I woke up feeling like the worst shit ever. Really? the Just the fucking worst ever. And then the other time I did drugs was a guy gave me Molly and, he was like, yeah. Try. And this was like probably a week before I moved. So mm-hmm. I was just up for anything. I was like, I didn't give a fuck. Like I was up for whatever. He's, hey. Going on. He's like, hey, you want to do some more? I was like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. So I did it. We were hanging out at this bar. And like, I was just fucking like nodding my head a whole bunch. Like getting into like the fuck groove of the music. My buddy Simon from Denmark was like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, what? He's like, you're fucking like just bobbing your head to this shitty song. And it was like. A fucking like country song or something i was just vibing out hey don't, <laughs> and so, and so, don't worry about me bro <laughs> and so i went to the bathroom and like pissed and i was washing my hands i looked up at the fucking mirror and my fucking pupils were fucking giant i looked like a fucking cartoon character and i was like oh shit i guess it's taking off
2: yeah and Then
1: after that i just went we fucking went to like this fucking japanese house party and it was while well, well, i was there till like six in the morning yeah yeah so like towards the end of that like, I never really got, like, super into drugs or anything. Yeah. But I definitely did it a lot more than what I did beforehand. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You kind of – you found yourself kind of getting to this place to where, like, anything goes now. It's like, sure, yeah. Yes. I'll say – you're saying yes to more things. Yeah. Which is obviously a bad sign. Yeah, it's
1: not good. Right. And, like, you know, I'd, like, tried to kill myself before that. You know what I mean? So, like, Fuck, the fucking – you know, all bets were off at that point. Right. And so, like, if I would not have moved – that would have just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Right, without a doubt. Yeah, and so it was a good thing I fucking moved when I did. Cause move. <laughs> yeah, yeah it dude. Ended up working out pretty good.
0: Dang, why Florida? That's
1: uh, just where he lived. This like, is where he lived. Yeah, he just like yeah. Oh, so he right. he is a uh, him and the other guy that lived with us. Um, they were uh, fly fish guides, so they could work all year long. Got it in Florida. So they, I think that's why they. Did that. I think mm-hmm. at the time they were going to move to either like Oregon. Florida and they just end up picking Florida Yeah, good choice because it's fucking cold in Oregon
0: you get a lot more sunshine in Florida yes <laughs> yeah. yeah oh fuck yeah Oregon would have not been cool that no. probably would have made you more depressed uh, probably fucking
1: <laughs> 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 inside all the fucking time th- all the
0: time just raining gloomy although it would be really cool to go like I really want to explore the Pacific Northwest yes and Just it's
1: super nice you never been up there no I never super nice, especially like hiking and shit
0: yes like the redwoods yeah. and just that whole scene if
1: you can catch it when it's not raining yeah. That's that, the problem. That's the problem, right?
0: Yeah. I guess I'll take the rain too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, I really wanna I have not been to that part of the world. It would be really cool. Yeah.
1: That's that's scenery wise one of my favorite places to be. It's really it's super nice up there, yeah. I used to have an aunt and uncle that lived there for a long time. Nice. Yeah. Super I'd definitely recommend going.
0: I gotta go. I gotta go. I will. Well, you know what, I've been I've been to um I've been to Spokane, Washington one time and yeah. I think about it. But uh, I didn't do a lot of exploring. I was only there for, I don't know, maybe like three days. And uh, it was I was actually there to like film and do and do some shit for an event. But uh, it was also literally like the week before like all the lockdowns with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like St. Patrick's Day. We're up there filming for this, this event that they're having up there. And um, everybody's just terrified of COVID, so nobody was doing shit no everybody was out like not, oh, not, not nearly as many people apparently as like the past years but yeah. there was a good amount of fucking people that turned out for the saint patrick's day thing uh, yeah and it was snowing like fucking crazy <laughs> and um and this is when nobody knew anything about COVID. we're all just like we don't know what the fuck is going on yeah. oh my god we're all gonna fucking die and it's spokane i guess is on the east side of the state and all, all of the shit that's been happening, at least COVID-related, was happening on, like, the west side of the state yeah. in, in, like, Seattle.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, – but then there's, like, all these people from, like, Seattle that were, like, in town <laughs> like there. so We are all, like, paranoid. We ended up leaving a day early because we were worried that they're going to, like, cancel the flights and we're yep. going to get stuck in Spokane and shit like that. So it probably wasn't as big or as crazy of an event as it could have been. Um, but either way, I was just there to kind of like work. Yeah, just
1: and, working the whole time.
0: Yeah, I did a couple podcasts. I got to meet um, uh, Mike, uh, what's his name, Kazia. I can't think of his last name. He's a UFC 170-pounder. I'm, I'm fucking.
1: Oh, Michael Kaseya.
0: Is that how you say his last name? think me? so. I think he's-
1: Long-haired dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good, man.
0: Mm-hmm. He's a jujitsu guy. Yeah. But- I was really annoyed because I was hoping to get to roll with him. Yeah. And uh, I didn't, I didn't get a
1: chance to. That's no fun. No. no fun meeting those guys and not, not well, training with them. Yeah,
0: well, because we got there on like Wednesday or Thursday. I podcasted with him on Saturday or on a Friday, and uh, so I had enough time to maybe try to connect with him and make that happen. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, all right, well, are you guys going to train this weekend? They weren't really training the weekend. we got hit with the blizzard, and it just never worked Fucking out. St. Patty's Day and blizzard. It was just a bunch Forces of – Forces working against it you. It was just a bunch of bad shit that were. work <laughs> I was like, fuck, man, i really like to, like, roll with this guy. Because yeah. also, here's the thing. Like, you've been around enough people who, like, compete. Yeah. And you kind of have to r- train with them to earn respect. Yes. Or for them to see you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah.
1: Because <laughs> – Here's another thing too, like you train with enough pro fighters to know, like, like some of those dudes jujitsu is like good for fighting only, but when you start like rolling like jujitsu, like you start fucking them up. Yeah, and like that's another thing too. That happens
0: too. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's obviously known for his jujitsu. Yeah. Um. I, don't, I think technically he's only a blue belt. I don't think he actually has any belts. At least at that time. <laughs> um. But uh, I would have liked to have really. Uh, trained with that guy because also because like as I'm talking to him like oh man we're super like similar we, we had the same fucking birthday
1: that's wild like yeah
0: <laughs> for, for real like, like we're super similar like I feel like I feel like there's this connection with you but unless I train with you, it's like it's just not sealed. Yeah. It's just different. I, I don't know if people listen will understand that, but like once you roll with somebody or you train with somebody, it's just a different thing.
1: Yeah, there's always like especially like when you when you know it's somebody that's like tough or good, like there's that little anticipation. Yeah. Um, before you train with them. Yeah, man. And yeah. when
0: two people are good and you can you can like recognize that in each other, like there's respect. Yeah. For real.
1: Yeah. So it's always good to always good to train with them when you're around people like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little bummed out about that. I would but, have been uh, too, man. It happens. That's like when I, uh, like, I go out to Vegas and like, we'll be training in like one of the Humita gyms there. There'll be like a pro fighter in the corner working on stuff. It'd be like a super known guy. Mm-hmm. Um, or like actually the funny story, I went to my buddy Charles Patterson's. A blue belt under Vinny Magolet out there, and Francis Zingani was in the room training when I went to visit him. And I'm just staring at Francis <laughs> and I'm like, bro. I'm trying to roll like with Francis. <laughs> like, let's, like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, he's not. He's not rolling today. And I'm like, hmm. Nah. Well, I get because he doesn't want to get
0: fucked up by anybody. He's always know. just trying to prove himself. Yeah. And it's like I'm not trying to prove I get that anything, too. but I also just want to roll yeah, with you. Uh, going to
1: beat my ass probably. I'm just trying to fucking yeah. Say, like, I, say I rolled the fucking Francis and Ghana, You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Michael Kasia. That's how you say his yeah. last name. Kasia. Yeah. That makes is, sense. Is, is that what you said? C H I E S A. Something Like that. Yeah. Yeah um super nice guy i'd like to connect with him later on and roll we'll see but um yeah i get it because i don't want to roll with white belts half the time because yeah. if you have something to prove i don't need to get hurt for you need to improve something so i can understand if you're like francis and or one of these guys you're like oh i can't just be fucking rolling with anybody
1: andrew told me one time because <laughs> like andrew's like now putting out videos when he does like seminars he's just fucking people up mm. and we were talking about it one day he's like yeah i don't know how hard somebody's gonna go with me so i just beat him up <laughs> and I'm like, that's a solid fucking point. It's fair. It's like, you don't know, so you just do it. But to that point, dude, I went to uh, Andy Murasaki seminar one time. And, like, at the end of the seminar, he's rolling with everybody. And, like, he's rolling with all the black belts first. And we're kind of, like, flow rolling and stuff like that. But then he gets to, like, this fucking giant purple belt. And, like, it, dude comes out and just grabs his collar and fucking collar drags him and bounces his head off the mat. Oh. And I'm like, bro, what are you fucking doing, man? And Andy gets up and beats the fuck out of him. But, like... Still... That could have been way worse than what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: like you had to take that though. Yeah. (laughs) For half a second.
1: Dude, I was like, bro, (laughs) what is your fucking issue? But I get that though, man. Like I get like why Andrew like is like, nah, I'm just gonna fucking clown everybody because like it's safer for both of us, probably. It
0: is. It yeah. really is. I remember like one of the lessons I learned from football was that the moment you start going half speed is when you get hurt. Yeah. Like if everybody else is going full speed around you and you're going half speed, you're getting fucked up every time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It might be something stupid. I um I sprained my ankle real bad, and I'm I think it was probably like a. a Thing where like I took off and like I wasn't moving my feet fast enough and somebody rolled on my ankle. It's like see, like it wasn't that's even a situation where somebody came and just like completely clotheslined me. It's just like I wasn't moving at the speed of some, everybody else and I got fell on. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> the right. big motherfucker falls on you.
1: Yeah, it's gonna fucking cause pain. That's
0: just gonna hurt, bro. Yeah,
1: yeah. If somebody's going 100% and you're going fucking 10 yeah, or yeah, 20, dude. you know, that shit happens.
0: Shit fucks you up, dude.
1: I got I actually got mad at a a purple belt that trains us once a week Sunday for that. Like I was like, I was like just watching and I was like, I was like not training. I was watching like, my uncle's going to do pants for the first, he's going to compete for the first time. So I was watching, like I was just there to watch his rolls really, but I was rolling like a little bit and like, it was very obvious. I was like not rolling hard, but he just started fucking going wild and like elbowed me in the face and like kicked me in the head and like all kinds of other poked me in the eye once. And I was like, all right, dude, it's so like end of the round, I was like I was like, Take your five minutes, I'm gonna fuck you up. He's like, <laughs> he like, Why? And I'm like I was like, No, I'm just gonna you know, we're gonna go hundred percent now. Yeah. <laughs> Since you are, I yeah. am.
0: Dude, you catch enough fucking elbows and <laughs> heels right. and just different things. Like
1: he wasn't doing it on purpose, you know, he's just like a young early twenties kid and just a spaz. Yeah, wants to roll super fucking hard and I didn't want to roll hard that day and he pissed me off. Which is like my fault probably, but you know what I mean? Same yeah. thing though, like if you're going half speed and they're not that's when somebody gets hurt right yeah, yeah you
0: would hope that they can recognize like hey I'm not going full speed right now you should slow down too uh, yeah but they don't no they don't no. it happens Cody my man it's been two hours
1: hell yeah dude, dude. It didn't even feel like that at all it's been such a great time <laughs> yeah. man thank you
0: so much I um, appreciate it man is there anything going on in your life you want to let the people know about
1: Uh, I got the uh, Fuji World Pro March 19th fighting this dude Adam Seboveda I really don't know anything about him just moved here from Florida doesn't like no. Yeah. yeah, fuck them up. Yeah, Doesn't it don't matter. matter. I hope so. I've said that before. I've been very confident <laughs> about it and then the exact opposite has happened. I'll say it for you. There you go. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, I'm going to go out and it's in Springfield, so I always like like super fights I take uh I I approach a little differently than like tournaments cuz like it's only like one match and you know, especially for like something like like the Fuji World Pro like what I'm getting paid is already set. So I just go out there and have fun, man. I go out there and just throw crazy shit out. If it works, cool. If I look cool doing it, even better. If I lose, whatever, you know what I mean. So, got that going on, and then pans. That's really it, man. You nice. can if you want to catch me on Instagram at judoka cody. That's it. Judoka Cody. That's all I got going on.
0: Dope, dude. I'll put it in the show notes. I appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks again, my man.
1: Thank you, brother. I'm glad we got to do this finally. Oh, me too. Me too. Fourth time's a charm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Bye. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I did. Again, if you are getting value value out of the show, just bring us a friend and help us grow. I really appreciate it. We'll be back very soon with another conversation. Until then, just keep being rad humans. I love ya. Bye. Mwah.